MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, it's Monday the 13th of March. Good morning, Kath. Good morning in the news this morning. A group of drivers caused chaos in Philadelphia's Spring Garden section over the weekend. Hundreds of cars were dangerously driving near the Philadelphia Museum of Art on Saturday at 11 p.m. Philadelphia police say they did not make arrests at this car meet. Uh, this is not the first time it's happened in the city. There have been multiple incidents over the past few weeks around Philadelphia, including the fall of 2021 outside of City Hall. Following the City Hall incident, the mayor released a statement saying that they were looking, uh, they were working with the uh, Philadelphia Police Department to ensure that the these reckless incidents didn't happen in the future. Some of the neighbors in Fairmount say it took too long for police to respond on Saturday night. Officers were called in and eventually were able to disperse the vehicles and the crowd. No one was injured. I've seen, so this was, the, you know, they were doing the drift yeah. kind of thing. And I've seen a lot of footage of people getting way too close to them drifting and getting launched as they get hit by these well, cars. I mean, they people killed were somebody. getting hit. Yeah, pedestrians. I didn't see any of this, but yeah. I've seen a lot of this. There was one that happened seen in, it before. in Dallas okay. yeah. a couple yeah. days ago, and yeah. someone got clipped. I yeah. mean, they're yeah. standing right there. They're, yeah, they're right. They're watching yeah. it all. Well, and then there's also people that aren't there for that. That uh, you know, listen. I mean, there, there was a, a people that were wiped out in, in Wildwood when these uh, yeah. idiots were. You know, drag racing and drift racing and doing all that stuff, and and it's it's stupid, it's careless, and you know. Would you say though it's about family? Is that uh, <laughs> it's kind of the uh, Tokyo um, drift? Yeah, a couple people got killed in, yeah. uh, in oh, Wildwood. Mm-hmm. In Wildwood, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. In Philadelphia's latest murder, a shooting victim was struck by more than seventy bullets. Police found the twenty-five-year-old man on the porch of a home on the thirty-four hundred block of Sixteenth Street in Tioga just before midnight on Sunday. He was suffering from over seventy gunshot wounds and was 70. pronounced. I mean, I can't even. What? Uh, yeah, and uh, was pronounced dead at a local hospital. The man's identity has yet to be released. Several shell casings were found on the porch, but no weapon has been recovered. Police say a motive is unknown at this time, and no arrests have been made. If you have any information. Please contact police. Uh, were they using like a machine gun or say, like, like 20 say. people shooting at them? That's insane. Yeah. I, Awful. Yeah, yeah. I can't even comprehend that. Okay. A pitcher for the Phillies minor league team was arrested for allegedly driving under the influence. 23-year-old Connor Ash had injuries to his face after crashing his car in the Clearwater, Florida area Saturday night. Do you guys see his mugshot? No. It, I mean, he's he's lucky to be alive, I think. Wow. Uh, police say he had bloodshot eyes, slurred Ooh. speech, and smelled of alcohol on his breath. Uh, deputies say Ash admitted to driving the vehicle, losing control, and crashing it. He was taken to the hospital for treatment. Ash reportedly refused to provide a blood sample. Police say he's facing charges of driving under the influence with property damage. Under his minor league contract, Ash currently plays for the Clearwater Threshers. Wow. Uh, I'm going to guess they probably have morality clauses and things like yeah. that. Sure. Uh, I think you can kiss that career. He's not going to get a bonus. No. <laughs> no? That's terrible. He's 23 years old. I know. Right? Yeah. Oh, God. Dude, they have Uber now. They have this thing called yeah. Uber. Seriously. What? There's, there's, Clearwater. There is no need for it. <laughs> Anyone to be getting a DUI. I don't get it. No, I don't get it either. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning.
The Sixers won their fifth game in a row, easily beating the Washington Wizards 112-93 last night in South Philly. Joel Embiid scored 34 points. James Harden had 18 points and 14 assists. Tobias Harris added 11 points, and DeAnthony Melton scored 10. The Sixers are a game and a half behind the Boston Celtics for second place in the East and three games behind the Milwaukee Bucks for first. Uh, They're off until Wednesday when they'll travel to Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers at 7.30. The Flyers, who lost three straight games and seven of their last eight, are at home tomorrow night and will host the Vegas Golden Knights at 7 o'clock. The Union beat the Chicago Fire on Saturday night, winning 1-0 on a a goal scored in the 90th minute. The Union are on the road this weekend with the game in Canada against CF Montreal. And at spring training, the Phillies lost to the Blue Jays 8-3. They're off today, but we'll take on the Braves tomorrow afternoon in Clearwater. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. And I trust everyone had a decent weekend. I hope you had a great weekend. It was. It was a nice, productive, and yet enjoyable weekend. And we get one less hour of sleep, sort of, kind of. We lost an hour, but we do get later daylight, which is pretty cool, too. Love that. Did you feel uh, any immediate womp from the lost hour? Uh, no. Like yesterday yeah. and today so far, no. I'm holding out that Wednesday will probably kick my ass. <laughs> right, but yeah. um, it was pretty wild, as it is every single time we do this every year, to, you know, look, it, it, hey, it's 7 o'clock. Yes. And it does love it. not look like 7 o'clock right now. But uh, we'll transition into this, and everything will be peachy keen in the very near future. We do have a new Word of the Week prize for you to win. It's a Pisic Round Barbecue and Fire Pit Kit that is from Landis Block. So we'll start getting those letters at the end of the program today. Add them up, have a word, give away the prize. And by the time we give away that prize, we will be in Clearwater, Florida for spring training. Yes. Uh, for the Phils, we're excited about that. And then, if you missed out on the little announcement, we head to Orlando, and we will be broadcasting live from Universal Studios, Universal Resorts, uh, for that Monday program. And we'll be hitting the park on Sunday, so we're going to be taking pictures and posting stuff and having fun. And uh, we'll have your chance to win next week um, uh, the trips to Universal Studios. I'll get you the details yeah. a little bit later on. So we have fun to give away. Our jaws dropped when we heard what yeah. they were allowing us to give away. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So we're excited about uh, the end of the, the week and the beginning of next week. So in the meantime, we'll fill in the spaces with some stuff to uh, chat about. Uh, obviously, last night, the uh, Academy Awards were held in Los Angeles. So we have the Oscars uh, to run down in a bit. So we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get to the uh, stupid question. I do have an Oscar-related stupid question that we'll ask, and we'll get some things away, and we'll hang out for a bit. So be with us on this Monday morning. We'll come back in just a moment. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself, like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, the stupid question we will post to you this morning. By the way, the prize pair of tickets as MMR presents Rival Sons, uh, the Dark Fighter Tour, and the record company is going to be performing as well. Special guest, Starcrawler. This show will be Saturday, June 3rd at Franklin Music Hall. So, we'll give away tickets to that if you can tell me how much the Academy Award statue weighs. Uh-huh. Two one five two six three WMMR. So when you win an Oscar, some people always, or some people from time to time will mention how heavy the award right. is. How much does it weigh? Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll go through some birthdays today while we await your answer. It is the thirteenth day of March, and celebrating birthdays today, we have uh, Dana Delaney. China who Beach. Was, uh, China Beach. Yep, and Desperate Housewives and Tombstone. Um, that's right. She's yeah. great. She's the actress. Yeah, she yeah. plays the uh, the femme fatale sort of and, and uh, steals Wyatt Earp's heart. Yes, uh, she is celebrating her sixty seventh birthday today. Uh, William H Macy also has a birthday and uh, had huge success with uh, Shameless as of late, but uh, <laughs> loads of movies throughout the year. That's as sociopathic a character as you could possibly imagine. That. Now, I gave up on the show, I, and not because I didn't like it. It just so it was one of those things where I I really loved it, and then I. There's no reason. I just kind of stopped watching it. Nick, same. But it was it was a great show, and he's fantastic. And I, I think I sort of gave up Kathy when uh, Emmy Rossum left. Yep, same. Uh, I, I did the exact same thing. She was gone, and uh, I I and I didn't. I intended to go back and same. continue to watch it. <laughs> I just didn't. But you know what happens at a certain point? Like, and I felt with that, I watched it for a bit. And I'm like, okay, I got it now. And like, yeah. I, do I need to spend more time? And I didn't felt I needed to sp- spend more time with those people because I got it. I got what they were up to. So, but his character obviously is you know pretty deplorable, yeah. and uh, you know he's got substance abuse issues. But his character is also really smart, smart. Yes. right? Yeah. Like yeah. he's like a ge- like Mensa smart, like genius kind of smart. And but it's, he's like a weird family guy who's got these terrible dependency <laughs> issues, and he's an addict, and he's disgusting. But he like actually really loves and cares family. It's basically the same character in Jurassic Park three, oh, okay. just like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but besides Jurassic Park, Sea Biscuit, Magnolia, Fargo. Wild Hogs. Wes. I, dude, okay. There That's are, a fun movie. It's a cute movie. Funny yeah, yeah. moments I in agree. that movie. I there agree. are no hogs in it, though, except for the motorcycle. He's yeah. 73 today. Uh, Charo, the actress and singer 
uh, Miss Coochie Coochie. Uh-huh. I see her all the time on uh, Love Boat, Preston. Yeah. yeah. She was a recurring character. Absolutely. It was like such a treat when she was going to be on. Like every, you know, because oh. I, I watch Love Boat every yeah. Saturday night. It was like, oh, this is a Charo episode. And she, she'd do her, <laughs> and she's actually really good at like a flamingo yeah. guitarist. Flamingo yeah. guitarist. I saw her live one time. Uh, Where? She opened for Jerry Lewis at the Fox Theater in oh, St. Wow. Louis. Wow. Yeah. And so she did a full set and she played the guitar and she was awesome, man. She was funny too. Uh, she's 73. Uh, Adam Clayton, bassist for the band U2, uh, celebrates his 63rd birthday. I've had the opportunity to meet him twice. Uh, each time was at a U2 show and being in this business from time to time. You get to meet people, and he's the U2 band member that uh, they sent out to do the little meet and greet. And he's fu- a nice guy. It's funny you should say that because I saw an interview with him where he said he had the opportunity to meet you Shot. twice. Oh. And it was sort of amazing. I'm <laughs> flattered. I'm absolutely <laughs> flattered. Uh, but nice enough guy. Uh, yeah. In my, you know, quick experiences with him. So he turns uh, 63 years old today. Uh, we have another musician, uh, the great Neil Sedaka. Uh. Has a birthday. He's written some big hit songs in his time. He wrote uh, Laughter in the Rain, which is a great song. Yeah. Uh, Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Did he write Calendar Girl? He wrote Calendar Girl and uh, a bunch of others along the way. In fact, what was... What was the song that he and Elton John had a duet? Smack uh, My Bitch Up? No. Oh, oh man. What was oh, I know song? what you're talking about. What the hell was that song? Yeah, it was a big hit in the 70s. Yes, yeah. And I can't remember. Nick, you'd have to you'd have to dig into that. Bad Blood. One. Bad Blood. Yeah, they just called it up. Bad, it. bad Blood. Bad Blood. So this is the only Neil Sedaka we have. that he is uh 84 years old today uh annabeth gish annabeth that is right uh, annabelle <laughs> never never fails annabeth uh the x-files annabelle. the x-files uh the west wing and mystic pizza among her credits uh she's 52 today and i only brought up her name or her, her because it sounded like annabelle uh emile hirsch yes uh the actor who was uh, the main character in Into the Wild. What was the guy's name? Uh, Chris Mike? McCandless. Chris McCandless, yeah. yeah. He's also uh, in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm, okay. Yeah, he is, he's, he's one of uh, Sharon... T- God Almighty, the uh, the famous uh, hairstylist who, d- who was murdered with uh, Sharon Tate, and I'm having a brain fart. Okay. Uh, then he was in... Uh, he was also in uh, Milk, Lords of Dogtown, a bunch of other stuff. He's a really solid actor. He's 38 uh, years old today. Uh, Common has been by here before. Uh, the actor and rapper turns 51 years old Nice today. guy. Yeah. Uh, which John Wick did he, uh, was it the second one? Second one. Yeah. Yes. And he's great. And they don't, he doesn't categorically die. Um, you no. see John Wick cop him a, uh, a favor. Okay. Let's him live. Uh, he turns 51 today. And then the last birthday, I don't know who this person is. It's uh, Kaya Scaldelario. From Skins, is mm. a lovely looking young lady. Lovely young lady. Never, never, never heard of her. Never nope. saw her. Don't, don't need to. Yeah, she's got 30. too many people in my life right now. 31. And I'm dead. She's 31 today. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. How much does the Oscar, the Academy Awards statue, weigh? Two one five two six three WMMR. First caller in is Ron. So let's go to him. Hey, Ron. Good morning. Good morning, all you hard-working broadcasters. Oh, you're a lovely man. That's a new one. Ron, how much does the Oscar weigh, please? 
I would say eight and a half pounds. You got it, buddy. Eight and a half pounds. That is pretty heavy, man. How much does our um, Radio Hall of Fame... It's heavy, too. It's heavy, too, right? I got I to gotta say, I'd put it in at about a good seven pounds. I think so, something yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I was... When we got up on stage and he handed it to us, sure enough, and same thing. I'm like, damn, this... I didn't say it, but I'm yeah. like, this is why... God damn, this is heavy. This um, thing is heavy. I think you, you also weigh the gravitas of the award by actually how much it weighs. How I know that's sort of a stupid weighs. connection. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you give you some oh, light, lightweight right. thing... This is a pussy-ass award. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. All right, so speaking of movies, at uh, the box office, number one was uh, Scream 6. Very good. 44.5 million, followed by Creed 3... Uh, then you have 65, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Cocaine Bear was fifth, and then you had Jesus Revolution, Champions, Avatar the Way of Water, Demon Slayer was nine, and then Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I still have to see Avatar in, uh, in, with the, uh, in the theaters. I would, is, is it available on any IMAX screens right now? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to check. <laughs> Not sure about that. It's kind of the way to see it. All right, the 95th uh, Annual Academy Awards were held last night at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Three-and-a-half-hour broadcast aired live on ABC. They included back some categories that they had taken out in the past by yeah. popular demand, so hence the length of the... Uh, it's not the longest that's ever been, but... No, no. Uh, it's pretty chunky. So I usually DVR it and then watch it back. I watched it live all the way through. Okay. And uh, I have to say, uh, it was... Um, it was kind of a return to form. It was engaging enough for me to stay with it for all, right. all 41 hours. Very good. Yeah. I watched uh, I watched the first uh, two awards, and then I was done. Oh, well, you hit the home runs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you hit the, yeah. Animated and uh, the best uh, supporting actor and actress, and then I, I, don't, I just don't stay up that late anymore. No, no. no. So, I don't know why I do, but I, I just uh, it was plugged in. But we've got the uh, the rundown of things uh, that took place, and we're going to play some clips. By the way, the presenters uh, included uh, Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, Cara Delevingne, uh, Questlove, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, Jennifer Connelly, Samuel L. Jackson, Pedro Pascal, Margot Robbie, and Morgan Freeman, as well as I believe. Um, uh, Harrison Ford was a presenter. Harrison too, Ford right? announced Best Picture. Yeah. Morgan Freeman uh, looked a little weird. Did you guys? Yeah, he shaved his head. Yeah, he, 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 he shaved his head, and then the something. I think he has this pernicious issue with his arm. Oh, mm. really? Because mm-hmm. his arm, like, his like, glove on Steve. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering what happened. He just looked uh, like he's getting up there. Yeah, to me, I mean, LA, and he is. He's he's gotten older. Huh. As we all do. I did not see him. Um, so we can uh, we can roll with some clips from uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel to begin with, because obviously he was the host and comes out and does the opening monologue. Uh, and he, of course, delved into the whole slap thing. Many and, times. Uh, and uh, touched on the, the films that were nominated and so on. So is this a montage, Steve? It's a couple of jokes, yeah, from okay. last night. Here we go. Everyone loved Top Gun. Everybody. I mean, Tom Cruise with his shirt off in that beach football scene. L. Ron Hubba Hubba, you know what I'm saying? You know, Tom and James Cameron didn't show up tonight. The two guys who insisted we go to the theater didn't come to the theater. You know who else is here? Uh, The right excellent Rihanna is with us tonight. Rihanna got her first Oscar nomination for the song Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Last month she performed at the Super Bowl, and tonight Rihanna will be performing at our halftime in just about four and a half hours from now. <laughs> Rihanna has a nine-month-old backstage, and he's very cute. He pooped during rehearsal. You know the last person who pooped backstage at the Oscars was? 
that accountant who mixed up the envelopes. <laughs> he, he, now, in the montage, I was trying to find a clean clip of it, but he there, um, he he brought up a good uh, point. He goes, "By the way, by the way, I'm warning you that if there's any yeah. violence." Orchestrated tonight, we're going to give you the best actor Oscar. Right, yeah. 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 and then forty-five yeah. minutes to make an acceptance speech. Yeah. It was great. It was well done. He also yeah. introduced uh, the crisis team, which turned out to be Michael B. Jordan <laughs> right. and yeah. Michelle Yeoh, and anybody Pascal. who had like fighting <laughs> yeah. experience on screen. Except, and then they were, they were to, he goes and Spider Man, and they show Andrew Garfield. He's kind of like smiling, like mm, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of skinny, you know? Mm-hmm. And Spielberg was kind of just looked like, oh, I guess I'm in a... Yeah, the Fableman yeah, yeah. is what he called him. So um, he had some fun with that, obviously. And then uh, the awards got underway, and they started handing them out. And we have some clips from uh, the winners. I have the full list of winners, um, but uh, let's kind of work our yeah. way up, I guess. So we'll start with uh, the best... Uh, supporting actor because this was great. Um, uh, Kihi Kwan. You could tell, uh, th- listen, the, the crowd was unabashedly oh. in, in their corner. Yeah. Um, you know, both uh, f- for this movie and for their performances and specifically for him because w- remember we had him on, he was, he was pitching the movie. Oh, yeah. He was so and he sweet. Just, it was just, it was like, here's a guy who had a, basically a second chance at life. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, Jimmy did make a uh, a comment in the in the monologue about the fact that. Uh, both he and Brendan Fraser were in the movie Encino <laughs> Man together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were there <laughs> for the Oscars. And they ended up both winning. Yes, they which did. Which is amazing. But yeah. uh, he said it was a sad night for Pauly Shore or something <laughs> like that, which was great. Uh, so this is uh, Kihi uh, and part of his acceptance speech. My mom is 84 years old. And she's at home watching. Mom, I got an Oscar. <laughs> My journey started on a boat. I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. They say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. I, I love that line. Uh, stuff like this only happens in the movies. Look at that. He yeah. really is. Uh, the movie, if you get it, and, and if you haven't seen it, see it. Make sure you're 100% awake when you see it because there are a yeah. quarter of a million changes in it. Yep. Uh, but it, uh, again, for him to come on uh, to the scene, back on the scene with that performance where he's changing, he's basically 70 different people, as as is Michelle uh, um, uh, Yo, mm-hmm. uh, And it's it's. It's really incredible. As kinetic a movie as you've ever seen. Yeah, I have to go back and watch it because I tried to watch it on my flight back from uh, Phoenix. <laughs> you got to be rocked. Yeah. The country, and I was, I was nodding off and then some clown ended up passing out at the back of the plane and that took us off of uh, you know my attention and... <laughs> Uh, and then I never went back and watched it, and so I. But I do have it. I I, I bought it, and and I'll have to go back and watch it because I, I Steve, I I just wasn't able to like really get into it's it. It's a lot. So yeah. that's that's my warning. Just watch it that way, and I think you'll enjoy it. Well, it was the big winner last night. They won seven awards, uh, wow. all told. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis picked up uh, best supporting actress, and this is her. Uh, part of her uh, yeah. case, can you move to okay. the ads? Uh, part of her acceptance speech. Here we go. I know it looks like I'm standing up here by myself, but I am not. I am hundreds of artists who made this movie. We just won an Oscar to my family. We just won an Oscar to all of the people who have supported the genre movies that I have made for all these years, the thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. We just won an Oscar together! 
It was cool, and she thanked her mom and dad, who were both nominated for Oscars. Tony Curtis and Janet Leigh, yeah, yeah. and uh, which was terrific. And the fact that she did that, and and uh, Christopher Guest, her husband, as you said, yeah. um, was there as well. But the fact that she. Um, Embraced the, the the people who were with her through all the Halloween movies and all the genre yeah. movies that, that other actresses might have said, "Oh, that I don't want to get involved with that." Or even, "I'm here at the Oscars now. I don't want to bring that fan base up." And not only she did, she and she thanked them for that. Yeah. You heard the crowd go, "Wow, yeah. that's pretty cool." She looks cool. really good too. She does, yeah. And Kath, if you haven't seen the movie, they make her look. Horrible oh, in the movie. Un- unbelievable. Oh, God. She's got a gut. She's got idiots. There's a part where she has this, she has this sort of Dutch horrible bob yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And then, then they, there's a whole thing with the uh, hot dog fingers, which you have to see to right. understand okay. the movie. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, by the way, Morgan Freeman was in an accident back like years ago, 2008 or something like that. And his left hand is actually paralyzed. So he wears that glove oh, didn't for, know that. for no. yeah. one circulation. Kidding. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There, um, wait, there's a still up oh, in the. Oh, I see her. Okay. <laughs> That's the way she's looking. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to skip over to uh, Best Actor, Best Actress, okay? Yeah. So, uh, The Whale, uh, Brendan Fraser won uh, for that role. I have not seen it yet. I am very much looking forward to seeing that movie. As am I. It, I understand that it's uh, it's depressing. I understand he's he's a, is a complex character. It's not like, oh, he's a sweet angel. You know, he's got his issues. But right. the befo- everyone has said the performance is just amazing. And uh, this is a portion of his speech. <laughs> So this is what the multiverse looks like. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, I thank the Academy for this honor. I'm grateful to Darren Aronofsky for throwing me a creative lifeline and hauling me aboard the good ship, The Whale. (laughs) I um, started in this business 30 years ago, and... things They didn't come easily to me, but there, there was a facility that I didn't... Um, I didn't appreciate at the time until it stopped. And I just want to say thank you for this acknowledgement. Wow. You had multiple stories last night of people who had been in the industry for a long time and, yeah. and kind of figured maybe their ship had sailed a little bit. And, okay, yep. and then back on top again. Um, and he is a perfect example because there was a point where... You know, he couldn't do anything right, even his clapping. And we we joked about it, too, at the sure. Golden Globes became a meme. You know, yeah, he yeah. looked like a walrus. So, but here he is uh, at the, t- you know, on the top of the world. And going back to uh, Kehi Kwan, I wanted to, to point this out. He, uh, he's, as he's going through this list of thank yous, uh, he thanked, I forgot his name. Is Jeffrey Cohen. Tom Cohen? No. Jeffrey Cohen. Yeah. Uh, who is yes. junk. Yeah. yeah, one of his goonies. Imagine uh, him yeah, yeah. at. On stage, yeah. receiving an Oscar, mentioned him, which, he, is, which is perfect because that movie was all about, uh, you know, a friend sticking together. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And and the fact that he brings it all the way to the Oscars is just huge. Did you see Spielberg light up when uh, he, he won? Because, yeah. I mean, Spielberg, you know, was his discovery. And, uh, and Harrison Ford gave him a big hug at yeah. the end of the night, too. Oh, man. I love it. All right. And then another uh, big one was obviously Michelle Yeoh. I've been a massive fan of uh, going back to the stuff she did with Jackie Chan, all of the stuff in Hong Kong, which she, she made mention of. Uh, and to see her win this, the big one, yeah. is a complete validation. Best Actress Oscar. Here we go. Thank you. For all the little boys and girls who look like me watching tonight. <laughs> this is a beacon of hope and possibilities. This is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. Wow. Never give up. That's great. 
That's awesome. A um, few other uh, cool emotional moments. Uh, they did the In Memoriam uh, segment, and uh, John Travolta introduced that, and obviously... He started to break up because he yeah. lost two dear friends. He lost Olivia Newton-John and Kirstie Alley. Yeah. And then also, I mean, Kelly Preston passed away not that long ago, too. That was I a mean, couple years ago. I know, back. but like, not a but while, while back. Listen, his own son, yeah. Yeah. His, his wife, he's had, he's had a lot of loss in yeah. his life. So uh, this is him uh, setting that up. In this industry, we have the rare luxury of getting to do what we love for a living. And sometimes getting to do it with people that we come to love. And since tonight is a celebration of the work and the accomplishments of our community in this past year, it is only fitting then that we celebrate those we've lost, who've dedicated their lives to their craft, both in front of and behind the camera, through their immeasurable contributions, each of them left an individual and an mark that, 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 that shared and informed us. They've touched our hearts, they've made us smile, and became dear friends, who we will always remain hopelessly devoted to. Aww. They did a thing, so Lenny Kravitz performed a beautiful song, and they had a, a whole bunch of things, and then they yeah. finally did something, and they did it it's smart. They covered their asses. They put up a Q, like a QR code to see others oh. who have right. asked. Right. Yeah, and it should have put asterisks, now get off our backs. <laughs> yeah. Did they have Tom Sizemore in there? I didn't notice. No, no I don't think I he did. They didn't have it. Robert Blake. In fact, uh, Jimmy oh. Kimmel had made a joke about, you know, texting now if you think Robert Blake should be part of the in, in memoriam section. Wow. Uh, but but regardless of of whether you're notorious or not, they usually include you. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah most definitely. All right. Uh, so, best picture. Harrison Ford is the one who opened the envelope. Right. And uh, let's go to that moment. Here we go. And the Oscar goes to everything. talk without hearing that was my wife he knows what he did you should watch shrinking because he's definitely like super gruffy he's in that mode in that in yeah. that show yeah grizzled is yeah. the is the exact word to describe his voice um uh lady gaga did perform last night remember we reported she was not going to be able to make it she was there she's i'm she is a a top level performer. Hell and, yeah, she and is. It was kind of a pared down. I'd forgotten she'd done the song for Top Gun. Yeah, and um, so she did a great job. So I had read, and no, I didn't see it. Like I said, I didn't stay up. That she wore like jeans and a t shirt. Yeah. 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 But earlier in the evening, she had the full on gown and everything yeah. on. I think so. she was top gunning up for this. Oh, okay. She took all of her makeup off, right? Because she had full makeup while she was sitting on the audience, maybe an hour before this, yeah. Uh, and then was completely stripped down for her performance. Okay, so let's hear a little bit of that. Hold my hand, everything will be okay. I heard from the heavens that clouds have been gray. Pull me close. Wrap me in your aching arms I see that you're hurting Why'd you take so long To tell me you need me I see that you're bleeding You don't need to show me again But if you decide to I'll 
song. Yeah, let me see who ended up winning. Original song, no. You oh, you. Um, it was the song from from RRR. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Uh, oh my god! Have you guys seen the movie? No, but that dance number was the best. It was so awesome. that it's, they, it's the, it, that actually, as in a lot of uh, Bollywood, okay. you'll have a movie that you don't even know is going to have one, and they do a full dance number. I like it. it'd be like in the middle of Wise Guys if De Niro started going. Uh, what, yeah. what what is RRR about? It, it's about these these guys standing up to colonialism in in India nineteen. 2019 okay. uh so but Preston it is it is jammed it is like uh, so infused with filmmaking and it's just mind-blowingly dense with stuff it's an amazing movie All right. and then they they do this they did this very kinetic uh, uh dance which is from the movie I saw him uh, referencing that. You yeah. know, Jimmy Kimmel, they, they danced him off stage. Oh, they fight. I mean, one of the guys fist fights a lot. A tiger, basically. There's wow. all sorts of stuff that's crazy over, off the charts. So that's you love it. was called Not Too, Not Too. Right. Uh, and that ended up winning. And okay. the guy who composed it, the two guys, the guy gets up and he is, uh, and he was, he was this sort of cherubic looking guy, got up and said he was a big fan of the Carpenters and he... Adapted his acceptance speech to a Carpenter's song. No way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I couldn't find audio on it. Um, so let's see. What are some other things? Uh, best uh, animated feature went to uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Uh, original screenplay everywhere, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh, visual effects went to Avatar. Uh, original score went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Documentary feature was uh, Navalny. Oh, Navalny, uh, yeah. Navalny, yeah, yeah, what is yeah. that? He's he, opposition to Putin. Okay. Uh, and he's uh, currently in jail, so his wife was there uh, and uh, got up and spoke a little bit last night. Uh, speaking of people being there, uh, so Jimmy had mentioned that uh, Tom Cruise wasn't there. Right. Um, which is, I'm curious, because the, the movie was up for... He was up for some awards. And, awards. And, uh, he's, but he's he's not gone to every Oscar. He's out, He works hard, and he's working on a lot of movies yeah. right now. He's in the middle of one right now. Okay. So, And then there's, a, you know... Cameron wasn't there um, for yeah, the um, for Avatar. Yeah, so. Hey, getting back to uh, Lady Gaga real quick. Did anybody else notice the guy playing guitar behind her looked like he was wearing an Eagles hat? Like I did not notice that. Off, he had like a trucker's cap on, and it really looked like he was wearing a Philadelphia Eagles hat, and I couldn't quite I think make it was out. Selleck. What's, What's that? Brent Selleck? <laughs> Playing guitar. Oh, wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah, he's not only a real estate agent. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, speaking of Philadelphia, um, it was represented uh, last night. Marissa sent me this article. So uh, Katie Lowe's uh, and uh, Adam Shapiro, who, by the way, is from Abington, uh, brought some Philadelphia flavor to the show. So Shapiro uh, owns a Philly pretzel company. Oh, called Shapiro's Shappy Pretzel Company in Los Angeles. So they oh. make Philly pretzels. And he said, it's a Philly pretzel company in Los Angeles. Jimmy Kimmel is one of our favorite customers. And he called a couple of weeks ago and he said, hey, I want to put a Philly pretzel under every seat at the Oscars. <laughs> so they had 4,000 pretzels there. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's, uh, and I, people. Th- uh, that's awesome. They had a cool thing. Speaking of the, the audience and the, the chairs, the chairs were all backlit with these um, yep. programmable lights that would actually undulate and all this stuff. It looked yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, so uh, Lowe, who is married, Katie Lowe is married to him, said uh, there's about 4,000 pretzels in the theater right now. Adam's been to the bakery since midnight. Uh, did I ever think that I would be going to the Oscars as the pretzel queen? No. But I'm thrilled about it. She's an actress as well. She was in um, Inventing Anna, which I think we uh. all, most of us saw. 
Uh, Shapiro. She was the friend. Yeah, she was the friend uh, that okay. that kind of turned. Yeah. On him. Um, and he had started the uh, the business in the pandemic. Uh, he said, uh, "We've been in L.A. for 15 years, and I really missed Philly." And I was uh, during the pandemic. I I, I was like, I got to learn how to make Philly pretzels, and it just turned into this insane company. That's so cool! Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. That was kind of nice as well. So, uh, well, the Oscars have uh, come and gone, and uh, the awards are in the hands. And uh, I, you know what? I really didn't have much of a of a horse in the race this year, so nah. it was kind of my my interest level was like. It always depends on if I've seen and that's it. If I've seen like three of the big movies, mm-hmm. and I'll be I'll be engaged. And but they- I saw. I need to go. I didn't get to finish watching everything everywhere all at once. I started watching it, and it was uh, late, and I didn't finish it, and I never went back to it, and I need to go watch it. Did you watch Elvis? I did not. Yeah, I finally, Steve, on your recommendation, I finally watched this weekend. It's great. Yeah. Am I, That's what I hear. Right? I, I really liked it a lot. And the makeup in it and, and the way that they age Austin Butler throughout it is terrific. And his performance is excellent. Yeah. And people pissed on on uh, on uh, uh, Tom uh, Hanks and his performance as Colonel Tom Parker. I thought it was good. I yeah. thought it was. I remember seeing that guy interviewed. That's how he was. So, you know, it was kind of a spot on. And again, where the prosthetics are so good, you forget it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, uh, but it was, uh, you yeah, know, I, I really, every time the movie's on, Nick, I watch it. Uh, do you want me to roll through some of the Razzies? Uh, to Why, yeah. counter Why not? these, and we could just do all uh, Oscar stuff here real quick. So, if, if, listen, I would love to get some Kardashian stuff in if you can. I, uh, I you know what, I actually don't have any. Oh, oh well, not, well you know, have, you dare uh, to dream. I've got some Seth Rogen and some uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, but you know, for the most part, it's uh, it's the award. So the Razzies were announced uh, Saturday. So they do this the day before uh, the Oscars, and um, worst picture uh, went to Blonde, which was the Marilyn was Monroe nominated for best actress. Uh, worst actor went to Jared Leto for Morbius. No, uh, no, no. I liked. I listen. Okay. I liked I didn't Morbius. See it. It's okay. It's it, not yeah. that. It's not as bad as they said it was. It's and, not great, but it's okay. But he's not a bad actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the worst actress went to. It says the Razzies. Uh, for their 43rd uh, Worst Actress Nominations Blunder. Oh, yeah, they nominated a kid. And that was, I think that's what they're they're pointing out there. Okay. And then they rescinded uh, that um, thing because they felt it was unfair. Uh, worst Remake, Ripoff, or Sequel went to Disney's Pinocchio, which is, is that the same? That's not this the same. Tom as Hanks, that. Tom Hanks and Geppetto. That's not the Guillermo del Toro. Not the Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Uh, worst Supporting Actress went to uh, Adria Arjona for Morbius. Worst Supporting Actor went to Tom Hanks for Elvis. This is crazy. Oh. Worst Screen Couple went to Tom Hanks and his latex-laden face and ludicrous accent, it says. Okay. Uh, worst Director is Colson Baker, a.k.a. Machine Gun Kelly, and Mod Son for the movie Good Morning. Uh, worst Screenplay went to Blonde. Uh, written for screen by Andrew Dominic, adapted from the bio novel Joyce Carol Oates. And then the Razzie Redeemer Award, which I didn't even know they had. No, never heard of this. Uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, it says from 2004 Worst Actor nominee to 2022 Best Actor Oscar frontrunner. Two amazing performances, you know, uh, as the Penguin and uh, in uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah. Um, but I wonder what they nominated him for him in 2004. Is it is it possible? Like, I don't know. What about Maybe. that um, Alexander movie, the Alexander the Great that came out? You remember that? Yeah, I'm not sure. Or he was also he was he was also in that Daredevil movie with, uh, but that was in 2004 with uh, Ben Affleck. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Played uh, Bullseye. Bullseye, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do not know. But anyhow, uh, there was another, uh, actually, Oscar audio moment, and I only saw a little clip of it on the news uh, today, which is when uh, Hugh Grant yeah. was being interviewed. All right, yeah. And he's just avoiding the questions, or he's just sitting answering no, or he's being kind of... There's a couple things put off this I forget the model's name. Ashley Grant. Right, so she... And, she was asking. She was basically asking the equivalent of our "What do you like to eat?" questions, Preston. Right? <laughs> okay. So, so, but she's very nice. And so, if you didn't want to go over and be interviewed, then don't go over or you know demure from it. Yeah. But Hugh Grant ends up in front of her, and and she's pulling out some you know kind of standard questions, and he's not responding. Uh, and yeah. this is in the the pregame. Yeah, the, this uh, is the, the red, red carpet. I was champagne carpet. I was yes. watching it uh, watching it live as it went down. Uh, yep, here it is. All right, let's uh, play a little bit of that. Here we go. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay, well, what are you wearing tonight, then? Uh, just my suit. Your suit? Who <laughs> yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta- shout out to the tailor. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, we are wrapping this we up. We are going to wrap Look, it up. Why are you being a dick? Yeah. Yeah, um, what? The oh, hell? I, don't, I don't know. I don't Unless, think he was being that. No, no, no. But I mean, you can see th- yeah. that's that's the subtext of what. Okay, all right. But it's you play the game. Yeah. I mean, you, if you're they, going to this, you're, you're going to have to. You this know. isn't his first time yeah. there. He knows how to do this. He's done it before. Find old interviews. Well, he's done interviews with people on the red carpet before. Kathy, he's just fresh off a story where he talked about having to apologize to someone on a set that he kind of went off on. Do you, do you think you'd want to be? Hey, oh, I love to eat the pudding. Earlier in the interview, she said something about um, the Vanity Fair, or he said something about Vanity Fair, and she thought that he was talking about the Vanity Fair after party, and he was not. He was referring to uh, what Vanity Fair is actually all about, and, and the fact that uh, everybody there tonight, you know, last night was was there because of vanity, because of being vain, and so I think that maybe that was off putting. Oh. But like, you know, honestly, it was it, she. It's just innocuous, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's they're just blabbing for just like twelve past hours. Him. Just walk past him if you don't. Yeah, right. And her entire job is to get out there and just get pretty people to stop and say hello. And Vanessa yeah. Hudgens was doing the same thing. They all they, they all. How does it feel to be here tonight? Exactly. Who are they're, you wearing? Yeah, they just want to hear. Do you how, like walking on carpet? They just want to hear how excited you are. <laughs> We're in California, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like walking? That's his state, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a cardinal oh, sin that. you're asking. We don't no like questions. our we don't like earthquakes though, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh I did have one other little bit of uh news concerning the after parties and the pre parties and all that stuff. Uh, so following the news that Leonardo DiCaprio and Gigi Hadid have casually stopped seeing one another. Oh. People reports that the pair were seen together oh. at Darren Ziancolikiol and Richie Akiva's pre-Oscar party on Friday. Which was a huge blowout bash. A uh, source told the out of Leo and Gigi were it was tucked away in a tented area trying to stay low-key. It was a Revenge of the Nerds theme, Preston. <laughs> so, uh, bizarre. Uh, there was no PDA, but they were together nearly the entire night and mm. barely moved from the spot. 
However, another source added the two were in a group of over a dozen people in the VIP section who were hanging out. So I don't know. She's way too old for him. Yeah, way too old. 27. 27. Yeah. 27. She's uh, she's past the mark, without question. So, All right, well, anyhow, well, there you go. The Academy Awards, they're done. Um, and we have some clips that we can play, actually, oh, yeah. otherwise. So let's get into those. It's been a clip fest. Wild Flower follows the story of a young girl trying to find her passion. And here's star uh, Kirna Shipka talks about her own passion. I run a few meme accounts that people don't know are me so i i'm i'm deep in meme culture i'm i'm one would say i'm too deep in meme culture it's 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 to a point of no return shut the up wild flower hits theaters on friday and here's the next clip for you Every superhero needs good music to listen to while saving the world, especially Shazam, Fury of the Gods actor Zachary Levi. In this clip, he talks about creating his own playlist. Basically, the litmus test is this. If I'm ever listening to a song and my body starts to move, like, involuntarily, where your hips just start start moving a little bit or your shoulders start moving, you're like, I don't even feel like I was consciously trying to do this, but okay, that means it goes on the playlist. I don't give a f***. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods uh, is in theaters Friday. I wonder how it's going to be. By the way, going back to the the Oscars for a moment, um, yeah. uh, one of the things I forgot about is they 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 run really cool commercials during the Oscars. It's like a little Super Bowl vibe. Yeah, it, yeah. very much so. And they're all Hollywood based. Yeah, yeah. Uh, commercials, yeah. so they're produced unbelievably well. And uh, they had some pretty cool ones last night. But I did not see the. Uh, uh, they played the Little Mermaid uh, segment of yeah, that. Yeah, so I've been unimpressed with what I've been seeing. And then last night I was like, oh, You know what's okay. weird? Though? They, they did it right in the middle of the Oscars. Yeah. That, it, it wasn't a commercial. It, right? it was a commercial. It was, it was a commercial, but but it wasn't a they commercial. Announced, they announced, you know, ladies and gentlemen, and now a word about animals. Well, but it's it's ABC, which and is so Disney. Yeah, yeah, so, and yeah. so, therefore, they were definitely going to showcase that. I'm Morgan Freeman. Sometimes yeah. you can't poop. <laughs> All right, well, anyhow, uh, let's take a break and uh, come back in a moment or two. We have this Monday, and uh, even with the, well, now the sun's finally getting going. We've got an hour switch on this Monday morning, so obviously things are going to be off a tiny bit. But uh, we'll try to be your constant. Hang in there. We'll come back in just a moment or two. Stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We are the President Steve Show starting Monday, March 20th. We will be broadcasting live from Universal Orlando Resort. Mm-hmm. And you want to listen weekday mornings at 8 a.m. starting a week from today for President Steve's Photo Hunt Challenge is going to be taking place. And you can get the clue on air and then check out the photo gallery at WMMR.com. You'd be the correct number caller later in the show. Correctly mm-hmm. identify the photo and answer from that morning's clue. You can win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort. 
with flights provided by Sprint. And for more information, provides <laughs> flights provided by Spirit. Spit it out, Preston. Oh my God. For more information, you go to WMMR.com. So there Two you go. Two to say, but it's so, I mean, it's so cool. We're, we are so thrilled that this is something that we can pass on to you. Yes. So happening on uh, Monday from a week from now. So we're excited about that. Um, hopefully you had a decent weekend. Uh, I had a, uh, somebody who I chatted with who did not have quite the decent weekend, had something interesting happen, uh, was going for a test drive with a relative at a, um, a car lot. Yeah. And uh, while... The test drive was taking place. Uh, the relative wrecked the car that they were test driving. <laughs> and uh, I've never had anything like that happen to me, thankfully. I, I know someone it did happen to. Really? Yeah. Now, it, it wouldn't say it was a wreck, uh, but there was, uh, like, rear quarter panel passenger side dent. Right. Yeah, and it was literally... <laughs> The car could have been pulled forward, mm-hmm. but the person got, you know, you they got into the car and, um, uh, and, and it was, it was one of my, one of my friends, friends and, and, um, we, not that old, but just got into the car and you figure, okay, maybe that's something that maybe a senior citizen might do or whatever. He backed it up. He was so nervous, I guess, because the guy from the dealership is there looking yeah. at him and, and I guess, I don't know, maybe it's a high stress thing. Yeah. He backed up into it was like a uh, um, like a guard and hit the back of it. I'm like, well, there you go. All right. So, I mean, this is a stupid question, but I really don't know the answer. What does that do for you in as far as negotiating tactics are concerned? <laughs> it puts you at a disadvantage. I would think so. <laughs> it does provide lots of laughter, though, if you're not the one involved. Well, now yes. the car is damaged. Right and and should be less expensive because it has damage now. Well, you should, the immediate thing to do is get out and say, "I assume you're going to take some off for that." <laughs> right. I'm uh, not test driving a car, but I did get in an accident while driving a station vehicle one time, and that mm. was, that was like 2003, 2004. I probably should have been fired when it happened. I, I took the vehicle without permission. Oh no! Uh, yeah, that's, that was one of the issues. But you, but you were still quasi protected under because you're well, an employee, and I owned up to it. I mean, it right. was a huge mistake. But like, it, anytime, anytime you're in an accident, period, it's a, a, just a terrifying, gut wrenching feeling. The sound that's associated with it, the feeling that you get in your body. But to do it in a car that you don't own. It, like I've done oh, it in a yeah. rental car. Well, the, I, really, I backed up into a tree in a rental. Yeah, I'm a great driver. <laughs> I uh, I backed up into a rental uh, into a tree in a palm tree in Florida one time, uh, because I was in a hurry. And I looked in the rearview mirror and somehow didn't see the palm tree, and then backed right it ran out. <laughs> yeah. Um, How bad was damage? I mean, significant enough that Casey, when it, when we returned it. Uh, I didn't have any negotiation standings, but I, uh-huh. I, I they just automatically charged me like twelve hundred bucks extra. I think there's what twelve hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, it, and I don't know what the damage was. Right. But I was just at the point where it's like I wanted to get this over with and behind me, and I probably didn't take out the insurance when I rented the car. You're so embarrassed when it happened. Yes. See, I always thought that. Like, don't they have insurance? Do you know what I mean? And and they're covering it, but I guess not. After hearing this, you're signing. Like, when you give your license and your insurance, I guess you're taking responsibility now if something were to happen. Well, technically, they do have insurance as well. And then so what would happen is you, you, you would be, your insurance would be the one you'd get hit on, right? Because you, you, you damage you the car. The, you, right. yeah. the thing is, when you're, te- when you're testing something, when you're, you know, hey, take... 
give it a shot, see what you think. And and you break it or, or you drop it or you or whatever, you feel like such a such an a hole, right. you know. I mean, because it's brand new. By the way, the the person that this happened to had let me know that they they tacked on a thousand dollars. Which I'm not sure. I didn't find out definitively if it's a thousand dollars. If more, if they're going to buy the car or they just owe them a thousand dollars. Or is that the deductible from their insurance? Yeah, I don't know. Well, and sometimes you go, people go around the insurance because you'll, you know, your 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 rates could go up regardless, and you end up paying a lot more in the long run. Now, I did have this happen to my uh, my stepsister recently, and this is a little bit of a different thing because uh, she owned it, but bought a brand new car. Yeah, or is a truck actually? How how old was it? First day. Oh Oh, my god! First. Oh my god! Day. Pulling out of uh, the uh, the neighborhood and uh, got T-boned. Oh. Yeah. That's and nobody was hurt or anything like that, but brand new. Well, you know. Brand new the first day. Boom. You know when you get a brand new car, you're like, sometimes you just walk out and look at it again like, hell oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Oh, take, that. You take a few that, pictures. That honeymoon lasts no. a couple of months wow. for me. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I just, I will, I will just go out in the garage and just look at it. It's a brand a new car. Yeah. yeah. You guys remember my friend Jim asked to uh, take my, my Vespa out for a quick little spin. Oh, yeah. I brought it. <laughs> oh, that's that was right. new. The Tower oh, Theater. And, dude, he dropped it. And he, it's not like he just, like, dropped it light. Like, he dropped it hard so much so. I mean, he just scraped the whole side of it. And oh. then the um, the uh, the steering uh, handlebars were a little bit off-centered. Oh, and I had no. to put that, I had to center them. Oh, but he, he was so embarrassed. And I felt bad for him, even though he wrecked my Vespa. This yeah. is also a little different. But uh, in my neighborhood, the, when the houses were just built, um, the family was in there maybe a year. And the house burned down. Oh, so God. she had to rebuild My. the entire house again. Oh, no. Yeah, and I mean, lost they, everything that was in it. She had been they, they working left. on her Vespa and dropped a blowtorch. <laughs> right. They left the structure, but, like, the inside was gutted like Ugh. it was brand wow. new all over again. I'm going to go to some calls here. I have Chris uh, on the line, first of all. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hi, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? All right. So when I was younger, I used to, um, I, it's probably a handful of times, I would go out and test drive cars. It's kind of it's just something to do. Just kind of talk to the salesman and tell him I wanted to buy a car. So I was uh, out doing this, not really intending to buy a car, but just wanted to test drive a nice vehicle at the time. And uh, to my surprise, they gave me the keys. They took my license, they gave me the keys, and they told me a route. And the guy didn't get in the car with me. No. So I was like, uh, all right, cool. So, you know, I'm out on this route. They told me this loop they told me to take and letting it rip and going pretty quick. And I see a deer on the road way up ahead of me, so I start slowing down. I don't want to wreck this car. Right. And um, I approach the deer. I think, okay, the deer's not going to go anywhere. Right. It's going to stay exactly where it is. And as I'm approaching, I'm <laughs> slowing down. I'm like 30 miles an hour, and the deer jumps right into the front of the car, splatters all along the side of the car. Oh, oh, my God. It destroys the side of this vehicle that I had not much intention of buying. Oh, um, so I... <laughs> Called the dealer. He he'd give me his card before I left, and I'm like, just so you know, I'm going to pull up, and this thing is uh, pretty beat up. <laughs> <laughs> so was the was the deer killed? What's that? Was the deer killed? Oh, uh, I don't know. Okay, it, it was like shot back into the woods when it hit the car. Okay. And I was not gonna. <laughs> You know, really. So I limped back to the car dealership, <laughs> and there's a police officer there to take a police report. Oh my god! And uh, I'm just, and I was kind of young. I was like early 20s. 
So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm in so much trouble. This is terrible. I'm never doing this again. The cop comes over. He just goes, yeah, you hit a deer. There's uh, It's pretty obvious. There's hair and blood all over the side of the car. Um, and 120,000 miles later, you and your new car. <laughs> what kind of no, car was it? Um, it was a Scion. All right. Okay. So in my early 20s, I thought it was a nice car. So um, <laughs> I hand the, car, the keys back to the salesman. I said, well, I, you know, I'm not going to buy it now. Thanks. Sorry. And, and I left. And I never heard from them about the car. No wow. way. I'm wow. not going to buy this. It's filthy. It's, it's got blood all over Deer it. Deer guts everywhere. But no. that's sort of what I thought would happen. Like, they, their insurance covers that's crazy, that. Chris. Well, Wow, thank yeah, they you. never gave me any trouble about it. Their okay. insurance company would, would contact your insurance company. And, right? and we, their insurance company would want to know, well, who was driving this? Exactly. What happened? What, what, I, I, we're not liable for that, you know, I would think. This test driving thing, I thought this is, was kind of a thing of the past at this point. Do, do they actually, when you go out, I mean, maybe you'll have the guy with you. you know, um, but you, they, they, I remember it used to be fairly normal to say, here are the keys, go see what you think and come back. Last two times I have test-driven right? cars or, or have gone shopping for cars, the test drives, I was all alone on. Really? Absolutely. Okay, well, yep. that's yep. wild. Yep, so, you know, uh, the, yeah, you sign a few things yeah. here and there, and, and then they give it to you, show you the basic operation of the car, and go, here you go, you know, go take it for a ride. street has a lot of deer. Right. <laughs> By the way, all right, so here's a couple of texts regarding um, insurance uh, for rentals. Uh, this one says, never use your insurance on a rental. Always use theirs. It costs more, but well worth, and doesn't go against your insurance and raise your rates. And then there's another one that says, Always get insurance when renting the car. It's worth the extra fee. Enterprise told me basically uh, their fee means that you could essentially total the car. That's what oh. I should always get insurance. That's what I've heard. Oh. So I always get the insurance. I get it too because you know what? That'll be the time when it happens. Yeah, and, right. and and I've uh, so and there are a lot of people who would tell me the, the contrary. They'd say, "No, you're covered through your own insurance." I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. This seems to be something they work with. Maybe if I take the hit on this extra charge, yeah, you know, and I've never had to use it, but it's just a little precaution. No, I mean the closest I, I came was uh, to wrecking a car that I had rented was uh, when I was in <laughs> Phoenix last year. I uh, went out there for a fish concert, and I rented this car, and I ended up getting like four. <laughs> four large iced coffees from Duncan, right? And and I had put them in the back seat uh, on the floor. And when I went to go take it out, the carrier just buckled under all the pressure, and I spilled four <laughs> large iced coffees into the entire oh. back well. And I mean, how do you clean up a thousand gallons of of coffee? I, I mean, I got as much as I could, but at least the car smelled good. I yes. Mean, it, did. it smelled like nice. Dude, like, it's a nice yeah. wake up. I, okay, this is way different. This is my own car, but if we're going to talk about spilling stuff in your car, there was one time. <laughs> I went to Iron Hill for a Oh, man. Two growlers. Oh, no. I remember this. Oh. <laughs> I come on, I put them in the back seat in the, in the floor. Oh, my God. And I come up to a stop, and all of a sudden I hear. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what is that sound? Oh my god! And I look over, and then I smell it. All the beer had opened up, and it was on the floor. It was on the well, the well. Yeah, and it just was sloshing back and forth. 
<laughs> when I when I either stopped or took off, it's the I'm worst. Like, oh my god, I had to get a wet dry bag. Yeah, and it smelled like beer. Yeah, so when you get pulled over, what's that smell like? Let me go. Hang on a second. Going back to wrecking the brand new thing, or when you're test driving, which is how we got kicked off on this whole conversation. I have Bobby on the line. Yo, Bobby, good morning. Hey, good you morning. Good you morning, Bobby. What's up? So a couple of years ago, I was very new to motorcycle riding. Like within a year, a bunch of buddies of mine went up to like some a Harley Davidson dealership, and we're looking around. I have no idea what I'm looking at, um, but I see this brand new Harley Street Bob, and the salespeople are like, "Oh, drive it! Come on, you can, you can give it a test drive. Give it a test drive." I can't afford this thing, yep. but I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to do it because I was so new. I was like, I'm gonna wreck it and, and be responsible for it. I was like, I don't want to, but the salesperson is like, come on. You can do it. You can drive it. I'm like, okay, whatever. So waiting for the uh, sales associate to like take it out. It was on the floor. They're like wheeling it out to the front, and I guess she was not very good at it. Um, and as she's coming outside, she like drops the clutch, <laughs> lays on the throttle. This thing goes flying out the door across the main curb. No, grass on a row of trees. Uh, she lays it down. And she was okay, I guess. And now I'm, like, mortified, and I'm like, this isn't even my fault. Like, I didn't want to do this. You put me in this situation, <laughs> and they, uh, like, made me wait a half an hour. They're like, well, now you got to drive it. Uh, like, what? So, so, so I swear she to God, was... they, like, took it to the back and, like, inspected it, I guess, and, like, uh, made sure it was roadworthy still. Uh, and I drove it for, I'm not lying, like, like, two minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm done. This thing's, like, got bad juju with the death trap or something. <laughs> oh my wow. God. I, brought it, I brought it back. I didn't see her. Like, she was so ashamed. I felt bad for the girl. Like, she was, like, crying. I think she knew she screwed up. Oh. Yeah, but when they, when they, when they, yeah, when they, when they wreck it on the way to, to, to bringing it to you, it's it's not your fault. If I, if I could have afforded it, I would have been like, well, it's at least two grand off now. (laughs) Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Interesting. Thanks, Bobby. Bobby! Appreciate it, man. Uh, Let me go next to Vince. Yo, Vince, good morning. Hello. Hey, Vince, you're on the air, buddy. Uh, hey, Preston. What's up, buddy? Yo, hey, guys. I, I was just calling in. When I was a younger man, I used to work at um, a car dealership. as like a car jock and all that. Okay. And this, this doctor, it was a Nissan dealer, this doctor came in, and he test drove a 300Z. And um, there was a real notorious curve, like, down the block from the dealership. And he, like, ate. He went around this curve test driving, and, and he ate the whole, like, uh, like the median, the island, that oh, concrete oh thing. Oh, no. oh, and he ruined the car. Well, Z, yeah, 300Zs are, are low-sitting cars. Mm-hmm. So, he, he just he, like, he just gutted the bottom? Yeah. The whole front end, the clip, like, the whole clip to the front, oh, the fenders, the hood. And, um, dude, I couldn't believe what the dealership did. They, they just sent it to the body shop. And um, they sold it like a couple of weeks later. And it came back. Wow. Well, that's not good. No, it's not good. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was in a flood. We sold it. Oh, wow. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate it, man. Wow. Um, I yeah. I let me go to this call, uh, Ryan, talking about taking a car out for a test drive because uh, he was a salesman for a few years. Ryan, you are on the air, sir. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Great. What's up, buddy? Hey, so I was actually a car salesman for about three and a half years. I worked at a car, I worked at a Nissan dealership and then a higher end dealership. Mm-hmm. And uh, right in the thick of COVID, for about two weeks, right after we came back from being closed, there was kind of this gray area. Where, well, 
We didn't want to go out with customers because everybody was afraid of COVID. Right. We come to find out our insurance company, if you as a customer get into an accident and there's nobody from the dealership, the insurance nine times out of ten will not cover it. So you're talking about the insurance that the dealership has on the vehicle. They would not cover an accident if there was not a sales rep in the car with the person doing the test drive. Correct. Yeah, huh. because there's no, uh, I guess they would call it an agent of the dealership. There's basically nobody from the business inside the vehicle. So do you believe that when, when they let drivers take a, any car dealership, lets a driver take a vehicle out for a test drive by themselves, that they're they're forfeiting their right to cover it under the insurance? To a certain extent, yeah. And they really do frown upon it. Um, there's, there's very rare instances where you have customers who bought numerous cars and you know for a fact they're going to buy this car. But typically what we would do is we had dealer license plates. Yes. Um, and they're covered. They have a registration that covers all cars in the lot. They have an insurance card that covers all cars in the lot. You would have fixed that, and he would take a copy of the, the customer's driver's license and insurance. So if anything were to happen, you'd have a backup for your insured dealership insurance. But then the customer could go out by themselves when you have that plate. Well, that, that makes sense. What, what's the plate? Is it, uh, is it Kerbeck? Is he Kerbeck? They have the higher-end vehicles, and, and they don't. I don't think they let you test drive at all, right? Is that... That's correct, yeah. So I actually worked for a Lamborghini dealership right after Nissan, and uh, it was our policy that unless um, extenuating circumstances, typically we really didn't let you test drive the vehicle. Okay. Oh, wow. You know yeah. what you're getting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're buying you know. that, you're... <laughs> What's a Lamborghini like? Right. side question. How much does that new SUV cost from Lamborghini? The Urus. So if you want to wait the two years right about now, it's about $350,000. If one comes up when I just left there, it was $100,000 over MSRP. If one I saw a bright yellow one on Route 30 over the weekend, and I was just curious. And okay, <laughs> Ryan, how many Lamborghinis do you sell a year? Uh, I was lucky. I test drove one. I did not sell one. Um, it's a very so. There's maybe two or three people that sell a large majority of the vehicles. It did it, it take a lot of money. Some of those cars sit there for months, if not a year or two. It's probably wise to develop to have a, a Lambo guy that you go to. Yeah, you know, when yeah. you're buying your Lamborghinis, have your guy that you can trust. Yeah, typically those guys they have customers that have bought several several cars. Sure. They're very high right. profile clientele. They know exactly what they're doing. So yeah, they, they don't try to nickel that. and dime you. Do can you throw on undercoating? You know. Uh, yeah. it, it just you know, it, as they say, if you have to ask how much it costs, you can't afford it. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Nice. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate no it, man. Problem. Take care, guys. Jeez. See ya. You guys ever going to that um, Ferrari dealership in Villanova? Yes, I have. You been in there? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I love going to the car show and going to the luxury uh, end of the car show. It's stuff that I will never drive or never <laughs> afford, but they're they're works of art. Ironically enough, the uh, only time I went there was right after I went uh, to the head shop that was right across the street. <laughs> what is that called? Uh, Critters? You know, I think that that clo- <laughs> that's I a, know what you're talking that's about. a Ferrari head shop. <laughs> I think Casey, they actually expanded that Ferrari dealership to where the head shop used to be. Really? So now the Ferrari uh, Ferrari dealer um, spans both sides of Route 30. Would you like a Ferrari or a Roach Clip? Right. <laughs> so it's Ferrari Maserati. I haven't yeah. been by there in a long time. Yep. Somebody somebody emailed me there from uh, from there one time. Yeah, look on the by. other side of the street next time you're driving past because I believe they have enough of the inventory that they're on both sides of the it highway. It says Gonjurati. Gonjurati. <laughs> I like the way that flows. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go to Paul next. Hey, Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, good, good. So uh, you got to talk about test drives and whatnot. So yep. here I call in. Um, so there's a very big car dealership in Langhorn that they have their own uh, test track for you to test drive the cars. Ah. So 
years ago, this was back on the high school. This was like 1993. Um, my one buddy and I, we got into that. We did this about three or four times. We would go to the dealership and, you know, just they had a little, like, this card section. So we poke around, you know, look like we're interested. And this one time we got there, they had a 87 Corvette that was sitting there. So, of course, you know, we're teenagers. We're, we're in high school. Yeah. We're sitting there looking at it. I don't know what this sales guy was thinking. <laughs> but, you know, he sees us looking at it. He comes over. And the first thing he says, like, oh, you guys want to give a test drive? Like, oh, of course. So we jump in. Now, he drives over to the test track with us. And since it's a Corvette and only two seats, I had to kind of, like, cram myself into that little hatch area in the back. Once we get to the track, the guy gets out. And there's a little booth that he goes in, and he's, okay, just you know, go around the track here and there. And the track's kind of like an oval. There's a couple little, like, S-turns in it. Okay. But meanwhile, they also have all their brand-new cars sitting inside the track. Okay. And then they have a bunch around the perimeter. So you're doing this, like, look, and now you're only supposed to go, like, 30 miles an hour. You know, just, like, get a little feel for how the car drives. Right. Well, of course, you got two high school kids in a Corvette. What do you think we're going to do? Right. So we're sitting there going around, and we switched off at one point. So my buddy's actually driving it. And he comes out. He's, he's a cowboy. He's a total cowboy, right? He's coming around one corner, and you can hear the tire squeal. I'm thinking, like, guy, right, yeah, man. Well, yeah, cool out. Cool. Yeah, this ain't, this ain't the track. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Come around the next curve. And he's, like, flooring it into the corner. Of course, not only do you hear a tire squeal, but now the car, like, literally, lift, like, rear wheels lift off the ground. <laughs> Can't say that, Sean. Oh, like, oh, darn. <laughs> we're going to hit all these cars on the inside. All right. But we, luckily, we did not. Like, it, it basically, like, went sideways around the corner and plows into, like, the grass. You can hear, like, the tires, like, digging in. Like, there's mud, like, shooting up grass on the side of the car now. Right. I'd take, take that over hitting a brand-new Corvette. Yeah. 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 And the car stalls out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, now now we're in some, like, trouble. Right. You know, like, now we got to get this thing towed out. So everybody's just in there. He's, like, nonchalant. He just, like, you know, turns the key, like, starts it back up. You know, puts it in gear, pulls out real slow, starts he does, like, two more laps around oh my the track, God. nice and easy and, like, all, like, you know, conservative. Yep. All right. I think, like, oh, my God. Like, you think that no one's going to notice what just happened? <laughs> and did they uh, did they reprimand you guys? No. I, I, was, I don't even know if this guy still works at the dealership. Like, I, I'm surprised he's... So nothing happened. Nothing you happened. didn't hit the cars. <laughs> you actually had a successful test drive. Yeah. yeah. Good job, bud. We stop at the booth. And the oh. guy gets it back out. He and he gives you a check for $100,000. <laughs> what did you guys have for lunch that day? <laughs> and he, he just asked, like, uh, oh, so, uh, so how was the ride? I'm like, oh, God, was actually pretty good. Uh, it handles pretty well. I'm actually... Uh, We're going out for lunch uh, now. <laughs> you know, and then he comes, like, drops us off back in the middle area where the used cars were. And, and like, he, he knew the jig was up. Like, he knew, like, God, right, we obviously were not in there to buy the car, so... We dropped the car off, you know, we got out. And, and that's it? We walked one way, we walked out towards the main entrance, and okay. like, you know what? Please spun out. I do this anymore. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I thought he was going to hit what the a car. car. Thank you. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs>
Didn't you think that? Uh, that dealership, I know where he was. That dealership is either. They have their own track? I, I, but I could easily see that happening. I heard a like, story I about a guy who was test driving and he drove into a bunch of Corvettes. They can't, like, I, you could probably go there and test drive a car without anybody knowing. Like, it's enormous. Uh, oh, really? It's huge. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've never been to a car dealership that has its own track. No, that's pretty badass if that is the case. Uh, I'll go to Sean next. We got to take a break in a second here. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. Nah, buddy. What's up, man? Um, I actually had the dealer total my brand new Raptor while I was the paperwork. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> now, there you go. Oh, you're, you're inside signing the paperwork, and what, what was he bringing the vehicle around? What happened? Well, they, they brought the vehicle around. Hey, everything's good to go. I'm signing the paperwork. I look out the window, and I see their service truck. I guess he's going on a call, big F-750 with a crane on it. <laughs> he comes flying backing out of their service stall. Right into the side of my brand new truck. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he hit it hard enough that he bent the frame on it. Oh my god! So, uh, and, I, I looked <laughs> and they still wanted to know if I still wanted the vehicle. So, did they make an offer of what they might take off, or were they, be, um, were they as audacious well, well, as to say, "Do you it want it like, as is"? I, I I knew. Well, no, he. Well, we can fix that and straighten as like I looked and I ripped up the check in front of it. Yeah, my question was going to be technically, yeah. did you own it at that point or had uh, you? No, because I, I was in the process of signing. I hadn't finished all the paperwork yet. Wow. So I taking possession. But I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the dealer. His back is to the window. I'm looking out the window and I watch this truck <laughs> move about 10 feet. <laughs> Sideways. Wow. Oh so, so what, what, what the Raptors? What, what were they going for when they when you were buying the Raptor? What was the price? Um, at, at that point, title tax tags and everything was roughly eighty one thousand. Oh my god! So this oh this vehicle god. doesn't even make it off the lot, and it gets crushed. The frame gets crushed. That's too much. What'd you end up doing? Uh, um, well, we could probably order you a new one. As <laughs> you're going to have to do that because. I don't have. I have zero miles on it, and I have a truck that, that now, with the Carfax and everything, has been totaled in frame reconstruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, exactly. is that the way you want to start your life with your brand new vehicle? Did you end up getting a different one, Sean? Um, yes, I did. Oh, but right. I, from from a different dealership. I told them the story. He said they actually wanted they wanted you to purchase that vehicle <laughs> after you had watched it being totaled. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's too much. Wow. That's right. too much. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. All right. Well, it's uh, <laughs> that's you know that moment you're buying that brand new vehicle. If you've ever had the luxury of being able to buy a brand new car and even a, a, a used one that's still in good condition, new, new yeah. to you. But that moment that they wheel that around and you're about ready to jump in and take ownership of it is so. Awesome. Remember, it's such a great feeling. Remember the first time you bought, like, I would always do used cars, and there was a time when I, the first time I bought a brand new car, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I get it. And yeah. You do the thing, and you you take the, uh, you know, the, put the pennies in the, on the floor in the back seat. It's kind of a good luck thing, and all these traditions, and people come, oh, and, and you know, it's, oh, it's my, my brand new car. Yeah. And then, the, like, the first second you ding the door on something, you're like, no! Or a service truck comes around and smashes it and bends the frame. That very moment that it happens. Wow. All right. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing. I just had a friend who go who went through something similar over the weekend, which was like test driving, 
wrecking the car, and oh man, this just got to be uh yeah, so crazy over there. It's more than you'd think. Yep, yep. yep. All right, um, I want to take a break, and I want to give something away as we take a break. We have this screening. It is tomorrow night, John Wick, Chapter 4. And this is at the UA King of Prussia, 7 p.m., and we'll take caller number 9 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you some tickets. You going to go to this screening, Steve? If we weren't leaving at the end of the week, it's a three-hour movie. I've been to all of them. I I love John Wick, uh, but I I might have to pass on it. All right, so John Wick Chapter 4 is only in theaters and IMAX starting March 24th. Let's take caller 9 and give you those movie passes. We'll come back. I have what I am deeming a full house of bizarre file stories, and I'll explain when we get back. Stay with us. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work? Just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, before we get into the Bizarre File, I do want to mention this. Our friends at the Lower Marion, uh, or I'm sorry, the Union Fire Association have the Lower Marion Comedy Night. Mm -hmm. And this is coming up this coming Saturday. And they're going to be at uh, Station 28 Fire Hall. Uh, which is in Balakinwood, and they are going to have comedy performances from Jimmy Schubert, uh, Latisse, and the host is Kirk Gardner. Uh, it's 8 o'clock BYOB and intended for mature audiences. It is a fundraiser for the Union Fire Association. They've helped us out with a bunch of stuff throughout the years. At Casey's Big Adventure send-off uh, twice, uh, they were here spraying water as uh, Casey drove out. Sure, like a gauntlet. Uh, they filled up our dumpster pool for us, yep. and they've done other things where anytime we ask, they're like, yep, we'll help out. So thank you, guys. Uh, tickets are 25 bucks, and they're available through the link on the Union Fire Association Facebook, or you can go to PrestonandSteve.com, find the information there. That is this Saturday night, so a heads up on that. All right, Bizarre File Time. Bizarre. WMMR. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by your friends at Pro Team Collision. You shouldn't be good at getting into an accident, but if you do, your friends at Pro Team Collision are there to help with all of your auto auto body repair needs. Visit ProTeamCollision.com. That's timely, seeing what we were just talking about. Sure is, yeah, yeah. All right, so I have a, a full house 
bizarre file for you. That's what I'm calling this because I've got uh, three gators and two Nazis. These are my stories. Okay. So I got wow. three and five. I got three gator stories and two Nazi stories. It's my full house. We'll start with this. A Florida resident says an 11-foot gator was discovered swimming in her family's swimming pool after breaking through a fence. Lynn Tossey said that the large reptile busted right through there, she said, kind of like the Kool-Aid man, you know? <laughs> is, there, is there footage of the, the alligator breaking through the fence? Not that I know. Okay. I, I didn't see it, but she said, I just kind of circled around not knowing what to do next. And I sure wasn't going to go outside. Did it bite her hand off? Uh, coming face-to-face with an alligator at a residence has happened three times in the county over the past five days. Uh, I told you the story last week of Scott Hollingsworth of Daytona Beach. He was bitten by an alligator when he opened his front door. Damn alligator bit my hand off. Oh, my God. All right. Alligator story two. Imagine finding one in your attic. What? That's what had happened to construction workers at a home renovation site in southern North Carolina. I know this looks weird. Uh, The construction workers were on a lunch break when they spotted an eight-foot alligator. Dean Brown said when he saw the gator, he took the situation seriously, but some of his co-workers didn't. He said the workers having lunch sitting in the next room, I asked them to leave. and They kind of laughed at me when I told them why. (laughs) And they said, well, you might want to look because there's an alligator in the attic. Uh, the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission said that alligators hibernate during the winter. Sounds like a kid's book title. Uh, but they've been coming out earlier in the year because the weather has been warm. How did so it make out to the attic? They did not indicate. I am not sure how it got into the attic, but the gator got up in there. All right, gator story three. You expect to see gators in lakes around Florida, but what about the backyard? Another backyard story. A Deltona homeowner had to think fast when a gator started attacking his chocolate lab. Oh. Uh, the homeowner says he let his dog, Winston, outside. He noticed the pup sniffing around. Uh, so he came out and saw that Winston saw what Winston was interested in. When he rounded the corner, he says he spotted an alligator at the same time the gator spotted his dog. This was a seven-foot behemoth. Uh, Seven-foot-eight, actually. Uh, both man and beast lunged forward at the same time. The gator got Winston, chomping down on the oh. side of his head. And the homeowner shot the gator four times in the skull while it still had Winston between its teeth. Wow. He said 20 seconds later, probably would have had a dead dog. Winston is okay, by the way. He had a minor puncture wound on his ear. Whoa, that was was close. Uh, An officer with the Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission came out to get the gator. The homeowner says he isn't necessarily nervous going outside now, but he does feel a bit on edge. Yeah, I would. He said, I'm more aware of his surroundings, double-checking every time before I let the dog out by himself. Uh, the homeowner says the game warden he spoke with believes that the gator got in through a damaged portion of his fence. Probably living in the attic all this time, and he didn't know. Right? Yeah. All right, so those are my three gator stories, and now my two Nazi stories for the full house. A Central Florida sheriff took to Facebook to respond to white supremacists who have reportedly been passing around flyers touting the elected official as a cross-dresser. Volusia County Sheriff Mike Chitwood, not the same Mike Ah. Chitwood that we know, uh, responded to the flyers of the cross-dressing sheriff 
explaining his longtime participation at the Daytona Beach Realtors Bratini Fundraiser. Bratini. Which helps to raise money for people battling crest, breast cancer. So they wear a bra. Right. And so these, these you know, white supremacist Nazi guys are taking this and saying, look, he's a cross-dresser. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so I a, do want to see a show called Cross-Dressing Sheriff. In a Facebook post, though, Chitwood, and I love this guy, he said, these master race white supremacist mor- <laughs> morons keep dropping flyers of the cross-dressing sheriff like it's going to hurt my feelings or turn people against me. And he goes, hey, losers, here's a few more pictures you can use. And he sent some more photos of him in a bra. Uh, Sheriff Chipwood goes on to explain that the group has raised tens of thousands of dollars for people oh, with wow. breast cancer. Central Florida has seen an influx in recent weeks of anti-Semitism flyers being passed out around several counties. All right, and then the other Nazi story I have for you is Neighbors in Chicago's Edgewater neighborhood are distressed over Nazi flags flying in the window of an apartment. I hate Illinois Nazis. Um, he's uh, so <laughs> it's in Chicago, so there you go. I hate Illinois Nazis. Uh, Patricia Guerrero, the owner of Edgewater Tacos nearby, said to have that swastika flag there makes me sick to my stomach. Guerrero said that she's lived in the neighborhood for decades. She said, everyone's welcome, everyone is welcome, and that is scaring people away. She said of the Nazi flags flying in multiple apartment windows directly behind a restaurant. But it's a weird thing, okay? So the guy, Peter Craig, says he's the man who put the Nazi flags in the windows. And this is what he has to say. He says, I don't like Nazis. Nobody likes Nazis. Nobody likes what happened in World War II, but everybody in America deserves to have their home as their sanctuary. He said... That he put up the flags to get attention for his missing fiance, Ariana Daniels. Is she a Nazi? I don't know. What? He doesn't explain it. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to give me more, buddy. Yeah, Craig said that <laughs> he was given an eviction notice, specifically referring the Nazi, uh, referencing the Nazi flags, and is currently in discussion with the landlord to take them down. He Why said, am I smearing poop on my face? I have a missing girlfriend. He said. <laughs> Wait, what? what? <laughs> He said, I'm not a skinhead. No. And he said it again. Where'd I, you get that idea? He said, I'm not a skinhead. I'm a long-haired, peace-loving, freaky hippie. Uh-huh. But until he does take the flags down, neighbors said that they're uh, frustrated with such a divisive display. As of Thursday afternoon, the flags had not been removed. And he doesn't explain why his girlfriend would need to see Nazi flags or that would find her back. I don't know. Uh, is he the rare Nazi hippie? Maybe he's the rare Nazi <laughs> hippie. But he's still from Illinois. I hate Illinois Nazis. Because <laughs> so. they're hippies. Yeah, all right. And there you go. Your full house bizarre file wow. this morning. All right. And I've got other, I've, I've got some other crazy. You know what? Let's do it. Let's go off the board. All right. We're going to go off the board? This one's nuts. All right. Is this another Nazi story? I got No, I got sent this one multiple times over the weekend uh, for obvious reasons here in a moment. But a, a Minnesota man was charged Friday with fatally beating an elderly man previously convicted of child sexual assault who he believed had stalked his young daughter in the past. I saw this. Levi Extel was charged with second-degree murder in the death of Lawrence V. Scully, who was 77, and was beaten to death at his home in Grand Marias. Uh, Extel killed Scully with a shovel and a moose antler. Uh-oh. And then drove to the sheriff's office and confessed. And that's why... Why people... don't you forget the moose? Yes. For a moment. That's why people kept sending me the story this week. And his bail was set at a million dollars. So he gored the guy with the, with the moose antler. Yeah, killed him with it. Uh, defense attorney Dennis Shaw noted during the hearing a that... A moose. Axtell why had... don't you forget the moose? 
For a moment. That Excel had no serious criminal uh, criminal history until now. His long ties to Grand Marias made him a minimal flight risk. In 2018, Excel alleged that Scully was stalking his 22-month-old daughter and other children in his van, which he parked near a daycare. Uh. Extel sought an order of protection, which was granted by, then dismissed within several weeks. Uh, in 1979, Scully was convicted in Minnesota of sexually assaulting a six-year-old girl. And he was released from prison in 1982. On Wednesday, Extel arrived at the sheriff's office covered in blood, put his hands on his head, and said that he had murdered Scully with a shovel and moose antler. A moose? A moose, for real, yes. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? That's so, wild. Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, all I never th- think of uh, moose antlers as being particularly sh- Sharp. I always think I'm a little bit more blunted, but, but they're uh, heavy. They're heavy. That's yeah. the thing. So if you're going to take out a pedophile, yep. all right. And there you go. That's essentially what I have in wow. the file for you this morning. Yeah. Hey, just going back to that uh, uh, sheriff, Mike Chitwood. It yeah. is the son of Michael Chitwood. Oh no way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he he was a police officer here in Philadelphia for uh, several years, 1988 to uh, 2005, and now he's the sheriff down in uh, whatever town. That That's was wild. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Michael Chitwood was in Upper Darby. Correct, yeah. And so this Sheriff Mike Chitwood is Michael Michael Chitwood's son. I think wow. I'd like to see Michael Chitwood in a bra. <laughs> yeah, would yeah. Be. yeah, for real. All right, and there he you go. He seems to be fit. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Let us take a break. Come back in a moment or two. So hang out with us on this Monday morning. What's new? Why do you ask? Shine down. Nickelback. Metallica. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I saw this over the weekend. It was a U.S. News and World Report that ranked uh, the best and worst cities in the nation for getting sleep. For getting sleep. Yes, they uh, conducted a new study to discover over this uh, all this, and the, the factors were uh, the air pollution, light pollution, noise pollution, physical activity, short sleep duration, all this stuff. What about pretzels? Because we uh, have some killer pretzels here. There were no pretzels, but ladies and gentlemen, Philadelphia is the worst city what? in the country wow. for getting a good night sleep. We hit... Ladies and gentlemen, Philadelphia is the worst city for getting a good night's sleep. Now, we can counter this, Preston, because we get extraordinarily good night's sleep. <gasps> we have sleep number beds. We have beds. sleep number beds. Uh, but, I just love them. You know, so they, they, they go through all these factors. Rochelle doesn't get very good uh, sleep. Uh, she's always, uh, you know, I'm always asking how, you know, especially on the weekend when I get to see her in the morning. Right, right, I yeah. sleep last night. Eh, not so good or rough night or whatever. Um, and I, it, she sleeps with the TV on all night long. That's that is a that is a bad issue. So that, that uh, Doctor Mike has talked about this. Yeah. If you if you are not getting a full night, a real productive night's sleep, if you sleep with the TV on, I, and I try to interject that information in from time to time. Of you've walked out with your luggage pack. I have. Yeah. No, but but I'm like because I want her to get a good night's sleep. And she doesn't. She won't. She doesn't listen to me. She doesn't sleep without well, the TV on. Some people are diehards with the TV on, man. So Claire and I, when we travel, a lot of times, like if we get to we'll get to separate beds because we sleep separately at home too. You know. Yeah. Uh, but she she will have like an iPad mm. in the bed with her. 
playing like ancient aliens or something like that <laughs> because that actually is a is a white noise to her that helps her fall asleep. And I can't do that. I'm like you guys, uh, Preston and Steven, unlike Casey, because I know Casey like having the TV on or, or something on to uh, go to bed. To. He likes falling asleep to the deer hunter. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I like uh, white noise and cool uh, yes. room, a fan on if preferably. And uh, I'm, I'm curious, Preston, about the noise pollution thing. Is that affecting Philadelphians more than the other uh, detrimental effects? Uh, you know, it, it didn't break it down to why Philly is ranked and what are the most. Um, it's probably because of the drift racing. Right. Maybe that yeah. too. Well, that was going on last night. <laughs> hey, press real quick because I know you sleep with white noise on. Yes. Or does so? Does that run the entire time you're sleeping? Or? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, all night long. And and even before I started using that, I would always have a fan on. Uh, some kind of a, a drone type of sound. You paid a chamber orchestra to sit and play all night. One time. And it got very expensive. Yeah, I just couldn't handle it all the time. Yeah. Uh, but no, here you go, Nick. Miami is ranked the worst city for noise pollution. Okay. And ranks second to last for light pollution. So for Philly, it's just like a, a collection of all of the stuff I, that makes it I guess one. so, yeah, which is air pollution, light pollution, noise pollution, physical activity, meaning the overall <sighs> prevalence of physical active activity by the state, uh, short sleep, sleep duration, overall prevalence of short sleep duration by the state. So I guess we just, uh, people when surveyed. I don't know, because we have the soothing sounds of the Hooters. <laughs> we'll always have that. Who doesn't love the Hooters? By the way, number one best city for sleep, Austin, Texas. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know you're outraged. It's got to be the bats. That is an outrage. <laughs> it's got to be the bats. Yeah. They fly out onto the bridge every night. Yeah, the bat bridge. You and know about the bat bridge. The, so what, the, the sound is soothing to yeah. people and helps lull them off to sleep? Thousands of bat wings just flapping away. Yeah, soothes you, and then they bite your neck. You get a disease, and you pass out and go I'll, to sleep. I'll give you the the top ten. Okay, so Austin, Texas, Raleigh, North Carolina, and number ten, uh, Fort Worth, Texas. No, we're not going to do that. No, we're not doing it. Okay, because uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to do the bottom ten, and I'm, anyway, San Diego uh, is fourth, and uh, Colorado Springs, Albuquerque, Tulsa, Omaha, Nebraska, San Jose, California, Tucson, Arizona. So these are all. Out west, yeah, that's clearly All it. Of them that, so you have west. you have better conditions for that. Well, not Raleigh, but uh, the western no, you're part right, of Raleigh. You're right. I'm sorry, Casey. It's the western part of Raleigh. But. So here's here's the the worst with Philadelphia being the worst, followed by Miami, Detroit, New York, Memphis, Chicago. Washington, Boston, and Long Beach, California. Well, that's okay. So you have some that are uh, West Coast, obviously, but there's a lot that are. No, there's only one. Well, yeah, Long, Long Beach. Beach. Oh, no, two. Fresno as well. Yeah. Oh, Fresno was on? Did I say yeah. Fresno? Yeah, Fresno. Yeah. It's the last one. Okay. Uh, but anyhow, this is a different study that I'm looking at here, I think. So, <sighs> but, huh. uh, if Fresno is on there. Anyway. Uh, so what, with, what, what, what keeps you up? I mean, so obviously you've got to have the hum. You've got to have this white noise. You've got to have, I need the circulating air. Yep. I need a little bit of the hum of the fan. Yep. Believe it or not, my air conditioner is usually on, um, you know, and I, I, I just, I, I do like the hum of the air conditioner and I like the room a little bit cooler. I like it in the 68 to 70 range. That's the optimum temperature that I sleep at. I, but I can't, like, I, I can't have the TV on. It drives me crazy. I don't know why the, all right, so in the summer, if I have the house set at 69 degrees, it's perfect. Yeah. But in the winter, 69 is freezing. But and it's I don't not, know. it won't engage if it's, like, it has to be warm enough to make it cool the house to. Yeah, 60. but if I set my temperature 
Uh, because my wife, you, she uh, she has it. I mean, lately I've been sleeping with all of my clothes on. Like I literally, really? go to sleep, yeah, I go to sleep with like pants and a sweatshirt on because and it's a tie? so cold and a tie. No, because that's like too constrictive. <laughs> it's so too, I, I yeah. definitely take. Let the me loosen tie the top button here. <laughs> but I mean, I prefer to go to sleep in in cooler temperatures. But, right. Uh, it's been so cold in my house, and oh. that's just you know. There's been a there's been a uh, a little bit of a war. Over <laughs> the thermostat lately. So what's the what is the temperature in the winter? Uh, she has it. What she has it at sixty eight degrees, and that's too cold. It's too cold for me. Oh, I'm sixty four. Crazy in the winter. Yeah, sixty four. I, I need a cold in the winter time. Wow. I like getting under the. It's, it's chilly. What do you well, wear? Is that above or below zero? Uh, 64 above zero okay. Fahrenheit. Okay. Uh, You're like Mr. Freeze. Now, here, my, my position is always this. You can always warm yourself up with more blankets. You can't cool yourself Preach, off. queen. I just don't like getting into a freezing cold bed. Uh, and yeah. so that's where, like, if I get in that's without... You know, normally, I like to sleep just in my... Once, once you're naked, there's nothing more you can do to cool yourself. But you right. can always throw on a. You can always, as you do, go to bed fully dressed. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, but but I uh, that, that to me... Um, that's that level has to be there. Like even in a hotel room, um, you know, I I have the AC on. I, I want I getting under the covers. You know, that's where I feel that cocoon sort of sleep thing. Mar- uh, Marissa is the only one who lives in the city uh, amongst us, and I'm curious as to now you're up. You're in a high rise, so you're up off the ground. But do you hear the city sounds when you go to sleep? Um, I can hear like trucks every once in a while. Um, do you hear like- angry street poets? No, Steve, I don't have any of those around me. Damn I wish it, I right. did, because that'd be fun. Does it, uh, what I'm curious is, uh, does that interrupt your sleep, or do you, are you used to it? Do you like it? No, on the contrary. If I'm somewhere that's too quiet, it freaks me out. Yeah, okay. I can see I, that. Yeah. Marissa, like, for the longest time, we lived near an elevated train track for, for the first few years. McClare and I were married. I, I found that very soothing, that sound. Yeah, so um, I live near JFK, so I'll hear people like drag racing. On that street right there. <laughs> um, it's kind of one of the only areas in the city that doesn't have stoplights that you can get to 30th Street Station. You like that? Um, I mean, it's kind of annoying when it's loud, but it's every once in a while. Is there a drag racing like... setting on your noise machine, Preston? <laughs> I, sh- <laughs> <laughs> I should look to see if there's... Yeah. It... Wouldn't that be the best? <laughs> and I lived in... in... Oh my God! When I lived in uh, in Delco, when I lived in uh, Upper Chai for a while, we did have there was a freight train, yeah, uh, that was close enough to where you could hear it, yeah, from time to time. I enjoyed that. I love that. I actually, I, liked that. Yes, I yeah. love the sound. And it's, where are they going? Where are they going? Yeah, from? yeah. And it was, on the rails. It was off in the distance enough to be. I don't know. It had it had a charm to it. I'd sit in the window and eat my hobo stew and look at the Would train. You really? Yeah, as it passes by. <laughs> Yeah, I was probably a mile away from that same uh, freight train line. Yeah, uh, and I could hear it, and it was, I do it like was the, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you also, do that. Yeah. my friend the used morning. to live. The freight train ran right behind his house, like so he was less than fifty yards from it. You couldn't even hear it. I mean, like we used to hang out in his basement. I, I couldn't, you know. I was, <laughs> that keep you up. Uh, what about with the time change? So we had that over the weekend. You, you said we spoke earlier. You you said it hasn't affected you yet. Not yet. I'm anticipating Wednesday. Yeah, but but we we talked about this last year because and, uh, 
So what's the status? It's oh. never going to change. It's never going to change. No, it made it to the yeah. federal government, and uh, there, there it stalled. Um, I've railed against this in the past. I think it's really ridiculous that there's a time shift at all anymore, but uh, I'm not getting on that soapbox anymore because I'm going to lose. Well, Mike, uh, Dr. Mike has said, and then there is there is an increased amount yeah. of heart issues, heart attacks. It, um, it, there's a health risk. Health um, risk. It, it should, in my humble opinion, and it's just an opinion, it should be this time year-round. I like the later hours. Um, but uh, we've reached a point in society where things like this are never going to change, so right. I accepted that. Mm. Well, I think in our lifetime, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My I grandkids might. Yeah. Is it worse uh, going back or springing forward? I love seeing the light later. However, well, no, again, I just mean it, on your body. Like, uh, th- this oh, apparently is worse. better. Yeah, yeah. yeah you this, get the extra hour in the fall. Right, you yeah. lose. And a lot of people don't really realize, apparently, the the extraction of one hour's sleep, technically, from your um, from your schedule can have that impact. It is yeah. strange with with states in this country that don't shift. Like Hawaii doesn't shift yep. right, and then Arizona part, part of Arizona, right? Yeah, most of Arizona, most of Arizona. every other house. <laughs> no, I think I, I think um, like Native American reservations don't switch or do switch, but the rest of the state does not. How, what what if you're making appointments and things like that? <laughs> you're how, always how an hour. L- how, how the hell does that work? You're an hour late. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Casey's... They're probably used to it. Casey drove across the country twice last year, and I think one of the times you drove... It was Ari- great, yeah. Arizona was uh, the same... was was uh, Pacific time, and the other time you drove it was mountain time, right? Yep. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's insane. Wow. All right. Uh, well, you speak the doctor's name, and he answers. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Mike Seriglio yeah. is joining us. Fox 29 Penn Medicine. Hey, Dr. Mike. My voice is a little shaky because I was uh, pretending to be Matt Cord at the Sixers last ah. night uh, with my boy. So bear with me. So right. look, I think this is the most ridiculous, unhealthy thing there ever was. Uh, you know, daylight savings time uh, really affects a lot of people in a very, very negative way. And especially young people like high school kids because they end up um, uh, even more sleep deprived. And it leads to accidents. It leads to increased risk of heart attack and stroke and i'm with nick although in my humble opinion uh nick i think we ought to go the other way i think we ought to stay with standard time because that is more realistic with the sun being at 12 noon and high in the sky and all of that do you think there's any efficacy to having christmas in july Oh, <laughs> well, you and I do that. Okay. You and I do that. <laughs> we actually we do. We, we exchange. It's a while. Yeah. Um, but so so yes, that thing I was I was correct. You had mentioned that that it is. What is what is the cause? Do you believe, Mike, of the um, of the heart issue caused by the uh, the the uh, spring ahead, uh, spring ahead? Well, it, it probably has to do with stress hormones like cortisol, uh, and when you are sleep deprived, uh-huh. uh, the studies and look, we've we've talked about this many times. Uh, the more uh, chronically sleep deprived you are, and by the way, all of you are are shift workers mm-hmm. in in effect, and that leads to significant risk. Uh, you've got to get uh, at least five hours of sleep a night. Uh, 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 Ideally, about seven. Right. That's the that's the ideal time. Is, is there? You've also mentioned though, and I mentioned this to Claire, my wife, as you well know, uh, that there people who oversleep or nap for too long can also get um, uh, issues occurring. Correct. 
Well, there's two things with napping. One, it disrupts your circadian rhythm. And if you sleep for more than about 30 minutes, you're going to go into REM sleep, and that really disrupts your circadian rhythm. Napping, if you have to nap, it means you're sleep-deprived in my book, and, and that means you need more sleep at night, and you need good sleep hygiene, no screens before you go to bed, try to go to bed at the same time. Right. It's got to be a dark room, uh, limit alcohol at night, and try not to eat late at night. Those so, are the things that you want to do. What would you say is the perfect temperature for a human to sleep at? Ah, well, it depends if you're going through menopause. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> I am. If you're, if you are um, menopausal, uh, you're going to want it colder because you're you're just very, very uncomfortable. Kathy, so, do you agree? With that? <laughs> <laughs> Do she I remembers. <laughs> you remember that? Remember the change? You remember going through menopause? Huh? Wait, no one's over there going through menopause. No, no, no. no. I'm going through menopause. <laughs> oh, menopause. Do I believe in that? Uh, I, I kind of do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, there are a lot of changes that go on as you get older, uh, and and uh, you know you're not 25 forever. Right. No. Yeah, not no. even close. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you gotta. I, I think they ought to ban it, do away with it, forget it. I know you're passionate about it, but I think Nick is probably right. I think in, I think we it'll, we won't see it in our lifetimes. Yeah. Well, there's there's other reasons, financial and everything. You know, it started in World War One. Yeah. They wanted people to be able to work later on and save energy uh, and all of that. I mean, this is just an antiquated thing. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a world war can shift it back. We can always hope. <laughs> well. Good luck. Uh, good luck <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dr. Mike. We love you. Love you. Love you, love you Dr. Mike. He's, he's got a very, now he's got a very sexy sort of uh, yeah. Yeah. voice. Rico Suave. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of coming around to uh, Nick's uh, sensibilities because in, in, in the past, I've always said that, um, well, listen, it doesn't bother me to, to change the clocks. Like, I don't walk around the house going, frigga, ragga, 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 like But if we didn't do it anymore, if we didn't do it anymore, it wouldn't bother me at all. Right. You know? How many clocks do you have to change? I change the stove. Yeah. And I change my car. Coffee maker, microwave, stove. Microwave stove, and I have uh, two analog clocks. Yeah, What's on your Sibian? Uh, <laughs> that's digital. That's always set at ten, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as high as it goes. <laughs> right, Bill. S. Bill with a Sibian. Like, see the Mister Coffee machine turns on automatically yeah. in the Sibian. <laughs> Um, that would wake you up in the morning. It would, you know. Actually, you know what? And then, then I have my. I have a backup um, clock that I use. I almost had a backup camera in my <laughs> bedroom uh, that I use for. I use my phone as my alarm, uh, but I have a regular old alarm clock that I keep, and that is my default uh, in case I forget to set my alarm or, or as do I. The, the charger goes out, so I have to change that one too. So there's four altogether that I change in the house. Actually, three then, because I added that clock. That clock is that's, that projects the time on the ceiling. Right. And uh, it is an atomic clock. So this and that won't change automatically? Leaking radiation? No, for some reason. I don't know what... The, not unless they got boat and they just were lying when they oh, said it was an atomic clock. Interesting. Because I thought that was part of the deal of having an atomic clock. Yeah, usually... Uh, we used to have a... You know what? It ran out of plutonium. Oh, that yeah. was... <laughs> 
Those suckers. Nuclear. 21 gigawatts to run that thing. <laughs> um, no, we used to have a uh, a Greenwich clock. Right. And it was also an, an atomic clock. So it was... it was. Synced, I got a sandwich clock through Sports Illustrated. It was synced up to Greenwich Mean yes, Time. Yes, yes. And did it always calibrate itself? Everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what, it was always spot on. You know, it was supposed to be the most accurate you right. could get. And it was in, in, in sync with the, with the Greenwich... Uh, which is, uh, I believe, an atomic clock in, in Greenwich, where they oh, keep yeah. the official world time. Yeah, that's so. a, it's a cool place to visit. I went there. Uh, really? Yeah, it, it's it's like where Greenwich Mean Time was invented, and there you can be on stand on one side of it, and and you're on yeah. in theory one side of the world, and you stand on the other side of it, and you're on the other side of the world. It's where all the uh, clockies go? You're in a different day. Or? Not, yeah, I mean, like, not not really. Uh, but that's, it's, the, it's not the international dateline. It's not. No, okay. no but it, it's the opposite of the international dateline, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's on the uh, literally on the uh, other side of the world. Okay. okay. When and how did the second get invented? <laughs> well, actually, the, the, uh, it was the the guy knocked over a beaker, and uh, they looked on the table, and there were a bunch of seconds running away. Yeah. Oh, no kidding! <laughs> so it was an accident. Yeah, like Viagra. It was like uh, yeah, Alexander Graham Bell. Uh. Well, I would imagine that uh, timekeeping uh, started with things like the sundial. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they would segment that up, you know. On, and then they on invented the, the loofah. On the t- <laughs> and then how were they able to then make a clock accurately measure that time? It, it would be, uh, you know, engineering, mechanical engineering. Yeah, they, 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 these precision timekeeping devices have been around for, for a long time. You're saying, though, that the concept of the of the second, all of it is so... Well, on, on some levels, it's very mathematical, well, and on other yeah. levels, it seems very arbitrary. As as we got more advanced, uh, yeah. mechanic engineering-wise... Uh, there, was they, a, uh, there was a less... It was the sportal. It was less than a second. Okay. So the sportal, the, the sportal, second. The second. sportal was less than a second. Okay. Right. No, but uh, case you would you would start with um, like uh, um, hourglasses, right? Uh, they would they would you know I, I would imagine with the sundial see how long it would take you know for the sun to move an hour, uh, and therefore they would gauge that and then they would figure out how much sand they would put into this and how long. It would These take are the days of our through. lives, just yeah. like the sands through the hourglass. <laughs> So before Mississippi but was this invented, this is my guess. This is totally a guess. I have no idea. No, before, I'm a guiding light guy. Before Mississippi was invented, Steve, what do you think they used to count when you're counting? You know, one, two instead of Mississippi. I um, think Frank Rizzo was, was one. Frank Frank Rizzo. Rizzo. He was he invented Frank, the, the one, two, three. <laughs> Frank Rizzo. Frank Rizzo. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie one, pop? One, two, three. There we go. All right. It takes three Frank Rizzos. One Frank Rizzo, two, two Frank, Frank Rizzos, Rizzo, three, three Frank, Frank Rizzos. Rizzos. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just ran the hundred and nine Frank Rizzos. <laughs> is that a new world record? <laughs> if you're going by Rizzos, it is. A one, two, three. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, Instead of the owl, you got Rizzo sitting in a tree. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> Three. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I love the concept of Frank Rizzo being the basis for seconds. Right, yeah. One Mississippi, well, one Frank Rizzo, two Frank, Frank Rizzo. Rizzo, three Frank Rizzo. That works. I have heard uh, the term uh, My Pretty Pony used. I think that was uh, that was it. Until you get out of sex. One Pretty Pony, two Pretty Pony. What else pony. was there? One Mississippi. Oh, for the, uh, yeah, for counting, yeah, counting, yeah, seconds. counting. You know, one Mississippi, one one thousand, yeah, oh, one one thousand, two one thousand, two one thousand. It's you... it's funny you, our perception and you and uh, Nick when it, when you 
when you get into radio, your perception of time shifts a bit. Yes, it does. In broadcast in general, only a minute? Oh, a minute's more than enough time. Yes, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we'll say... We'll be in the room here. Yeah. How much time is left? All right, you got about 45 seconds. All right, I can run into the other room and grab something. <laughs> oh, and be right totally. back. For other people to be like, oh, oh, oh my God. Well, you know, uh, and and I'm all, I've also gotten good at, and I'm sure you guys yeah. too, at being able to uh, guesstimate how long a minute is. Yes. Uh, you know, because we do these commercials and they're supposed to run about a minute long. So we're, we're pretty solid at that. And consider how long two seconds of dead air is for mm-hmm. us. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like it's an eternity. It, and if, and we would, we would all react and be like, dead, dead air, dead air. Dead well, air. Like, <laughs> watching the, uh, the Oscars last night. The, dead each, air. Each acceptance speech is supposed to be 45 seconds. Right. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, no, way. no, no this no. has been way Not longer than 45. Yep. Uh, by the way, Nick pulled up um, information Wikipedia on the second. All right. If you'd like to hear a little synopsis of that, it's a unit of time uh, in the International System of Units. System. <laughs> Historically identified as one, one, it's one eight hundred and sixty-four thousandth, or no, 86,400th of a day. Uh, this factor derived from the division of the day first into 24 hours then into 60 minutes, and finally into 60 seconds. So just somebody just cut it up, man. They just cut up the time. You needed some sort of, yeah. yeah. So on that level, and then if you take, obviously, uh, our 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 Earth Day, mm-hmm. as opposed to other planets, would have different, not that we know of any active aliens setting up clocks on, on other planets. Well, like the timing would be different. Yeah, like um, Mercury, their day is longer than their year. I'm actually surprised that our time as human beings is not 10-based. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, which would seem to, like the obvious. Yeah. And so many uh, the metric things, system. Yeah, are 10-based. Yeah, you read the book uh, Project, the Project, Project Hail Mary. They, they talk about why, why the number 10 is our base, and it's essentially because we have 10 fingers. Yeah. That's why humans made 10 the base for mathematics, because it's easier Are we confident to... we'd leave the penis out in the original? I, yeah. Well, <laughs> women don't have penises. That's so right. Yeah. So, but but uh, we as human beings... My uncle told me. ...have 10 fingers, and therefore that's what we... It's easy to mathematically, um, you know... Isn't that funny? Uh, matriculate with your hands. Yeah, I matriculate all the time with my hands. <laughs> what are you doing? Matriculating like a mother. Not in front of the kids. I, I am chafing. Stop it. Uh, so, yeah, they just, they, they had to make up the system in case for whatever reason it made sense. And, and I would have thought it would have kind of been nautical based. Um, as I'm far fish. As... I'll see you in a flounder. <laughs> no, not like oh, that. Oh. <laughs> Can, no, guys, the guy's running a marlin late. Yeah. I'm going to need He's at two, least two flounders, Steve. Yeah, I yeah. need to do it in one. Well, and, and it depends on where you grew up. If you're near the coast, it's yeah. that way. But if you're inland, it's more like two basses and a yeah. perch. Right, right. Uh, I'll be there in a catfish. You got to do fresh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people in the desert, they're like, what? What? What are you talking about? Well, at that point, it's two lizards yeah. and snakes <laughs> that you would do. Uh, hang on. I want to go to... Uh, <laughs> we are so stupid. Right, it's unbelievable, the level of stupidity. It runneth over. Uh, is this? Is your name Christian? Christopher. 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 All I see is Christ on the... Uh, hey, Christ. I wanted to call. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you guys talking about seconds. <laughs> Uh, hi, Jesus. Hello. Uh, so you First were... time, long time. 
<laughs> Sorry to bother you at Earth. <laughs> um, all right, well, do you mind, hey, Jesus, you mind if we talk to Christopher? Go right ahead. All right, thank you. All right, Christopher, what were you calling in about? <laughs> you know, Arizona, you're talking about how it didn't change ever. Yeah. Uh, I, I grew up in Southern California. Grandparents lived in Phoenix my whole life, and it was always told to me that they want the sun to go down. They want it to cool off for, like, afternoon, evening. Yes. Going to parks and playing basketball outside sure. and stuff like that. That makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 100 I, billion degrees there. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and I, I get it. That that would make uh, sense, believe it or not. But I don't know if that's the reasoning behind that. Did, I always heard that there were agrarian applications to it that, you know, that, that again, working longer. And, and uh, in, yeah. as Dr. Mike was saying, the, the actual adopting of it. Uh, but, uh, you know, my one thing, and I don't know if it, if it even makes any sense, is that I do like it, the, the shift only because my holiday lights, like for Halloween and stuff like that, it yeah. seems more appropriate. Could I live with it staying the same all year round? Of course I could. Well, the days are much shorter in the I winter. Know. You're still going to get an early I know. evening. I know. No matter what. So it's it, it works itself out, I, I think. But I guess the question would be, what would you rather have the you know the the longer the, the, the really late where the sun doesn't go down in the height of the summer? Yeah, there will still be a little bit of twilight at like nine thirty ten o'clock. Yes, there will in the evening. Yeah. so I don't think we need it to be light quite that late. You've been to places where they're, they're quote unquote the sun never sets. Yes, and it's it's pretty wild. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's strange. I told we were in uh, Norway and uh, it was we were at this bar and they came by and they're like, hey, we got to we got to close and we're like, why? Like because it's <laughs> it's midnight. And right. We're like oh my god, we yeah. had no idea. We were sitting outside. Uh, and it's a pretty strange uh, sensation when that happens. But nonetheless, so, yeah, apparently we in Philadelphia, time change or not, um, have the worst city for sleep. We just get creamed on everything. I, honestly, if, if I were to take a, a guess, I would not pick Philadelphia for having the worst night's sleep. I, you know, yeah. I think a lot of times we're just, the, we just get slapped around. We're the easy go-to for the worst stuff. How was mm-hmm. it for you guys getting up this morning? Fine. Yeah, I didn't have any problems. Okay. How about you? It was terrible. <laughs> and I stayed, well, I stayed up and watched the Oscars live, yeah. too. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, uh, I just, really hard dragging out of bed? Really hard oh, dragging out of bed. And it sucked because I also, like, I never get up to pee in the middle of the night. And I got up at 3 to pee, which was, I was like, oh, cool. I, I still have plenty of time to, to sleep. And then... Next thing I know, I was like, "Oh crap! I'm late. I'm already supposed that's, to be at work." That's the worst when yeah. you when you when you have to pee really hard, and it's just like minutes before you have to get oh. up. Oh, for f's sake! That's why I don't have the. You clock. just stay in bed and piss. I don't look at the clock. I I thought uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and heard like some noises downstairs, and I, I thought it was ghosts. So I went back <laughs> <in bed. laughs> Just get all the way into the covers. Uh, yes, just totally. Yeah, yeah. Ghosts cannot leave, penetrate covers. Leave it one actually, finger out. <laughs> it actually did cross my mind. I'm like, what if that's a ghost? <laughs> yeah. What if that's a... <laughs> and I went back to sleep. So If uh, you do get into the covers, as you know, leave one finger out. Because yep. if a crazy witch comes in and staples the sheets to the mattress, you can work your way out. You can still <laughs> remove the, the, right. uh, the staples with that Absolutely. one free finger. All that right. was my belief as a child. Well, anyhow, listen. Listen to the good doctor, though. Listen to Dr. Mike. Sleep is... Super important uh, for your longevity. What's for, for dinner? Health, and it is what's for dinner. So uh, let us take a quick break. Come back in a second or two. Remember, gang, we're going to Florida this week. Yeah. Spring training. Phillies baseball underway. And then a very cool trip 
uh, to Orlando and Universal Studios, and we'll have details on how you can win trips. Yes, we're going to give away five trips next week. Amazing. To uh, Universal Studios. We're going to take a break and be back in a minute. Stay with us. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On uh, Friday, we'll be broadcasting from Clearwater, but on Monday, we'll be broadcasting from... Orlando! So we're headed to <laughs> Orlando, and we're going to go to uh, Universal Studios. We're the, the day before on Sunday, we're, we're taking a tour of the park, and then um, <clears throat> on Monday, we actually do our shows from there. They they have studios, and so we'll be recapping what we experience on uh, on Sunday, and we'll have a chance to win trips. I'll have the details on, on winning those trips uh, to uh, Universal Studios in a little bit, but uh, th- uh, this little added bonus... That I got via an email from a listener, Melanie McCabe, and she said, hey, I listen to the podcast uh, every day since I moved to Cape Canaveral, Florida, hmm. and I just heard the announcement, so I thought I would let you know that there is a launch scheduled for March 17th what? at 8.35 p.m. Oh. She said nighttime launches are the best. So hopefully you'll get a chance to finally see one. So we don't have to be there. You can see, I mean, we, we'll be able to see it in Clearwater. Right. If we're still, you know, and, or if anybody wants to. Can we get aboard it? No, we can't get aboard Damn it. Uh, but if, if uh, Friday night anybody wants to head out early and drive down that way, they'd uh, be able to see it. Hey, where is that um, compared to Clearwater? It, well, it's on the other coast. It's it is on the, on the other it, coast. Yeah, okay, it's, yeah, it's on the Atlantic coast, and and we're going to be on the Gulf side. Uh, but um, still, we should, uh, we should be able to see that uh, from there. Be you awesome. Wanna, you want to get like right there, don't you? Oh well, I mean, I would love to. I'm, possible, yeah. I will make not, some s'mores off the fire. I won't be there. I will be back in Philadelphia on Friday night. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, so I'm going to miss that. I really press for your because I you've been talking about this for. As long as I've known you, oh, being there for I really, launch, yeah. really hope you get to to witness that. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm I'm spending time with my my sister and my mom, so you know. Otherwise, I'd get in a car and I'd drive a couple hours to go watch it and then drive back. I'd I'd have no problem doing that. There's a listener named uh, David DeFelice, and uh, I've referenced him before because he works for NASA. And uh, David is a great guy and has been uh, trying to help a lot with. He's the nice NASA. He's guy. He's the nice NASA guy. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and he knows that we're going to be down in Florida. He's been to Cape Canaveral many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sent me a list of places, Casey, where you could. They're literally called launch viewing venues. You can <gasps> go to a bunch of different places in and around Florida. They're LVVs. LVVs, of course. <laughs> um, those in the know, call them that. Uh, but also. 
David wanted me to wish his sister Tina DeFelice a happy birthday. Uh, it was her birthday over the weekend, Saturday, March 11th. So, uh, happy birthday, Tina, and thank you, David. So, it's a Falcon 9 rocket that's going to be taking off. Uh, cool. This is 730. Falcon's got a lot of punch. The 9.15 or 9.13. Interesting. By the way, if you haven't been to uh, Kennedy Space Center, uh, we were in um, we were in Orlando one year. Orlando! <laughs> uh, me and the family. And Rochelle, I, I think it was, might have been Rochelle's idea to go to Kennedy Space Center. Yeah. And I was intrigued because I, I went there once when I was a kid, and I'm, I'm fascinated by that stuff. But there's a lot more there to do than oh, yeah. you realize. Okay. I mean, they do have uh, Face painting. simulator rides and things like that, and oh. and a whole bunch of. Di- it was it was way more entertaining. It than is I a thought tourist. It was gonna be. They have yes. stuff there for that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, why not make the revenue? Yeah. So if you if you do get a chance, it's it's worth going to for sure. My trivia question I love about uh, Cape Canaveral is uh, you say what um ah. what. American City has the area code 321. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah, that's a good yep. one. It's uh, the Kensington. It's oh, awesome. No, it's not <laughs> Kensington. Not at all. Uh, how far of a drive is that from Orlando? It's about an hour? Yeah, less than an hour. Wow. From Orlando. And that's headed even further east because Orlando is a little bit more inland uh, than that. But um, nonetheless, we, gotta, we have all kinds of things that we can do you while know, we're in Florida. Well, yeah. Well, you could also go see the the, the dragon breed fryer on the top of uh, the bank in, in oh, yeah. Diagon Alley. Yeah, Gringotts, yes. Yeah. Uh, that, I can't wait for everybody here to experience. And I'm going to see an alligator. God damn it. Oh, you will. <laughs> Donna. You're probably, they're all, they're, now probably they're, not. In fact, just check your attic when you get to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, got, you know what? Uh, okay. There's an alligator that lives next to the uh, condos where my mom and sister... Bit your hand uh, off. Uh, it did yeah. not bite my hand off. Um, and uh, so I... We named him actually. Oh, really? Because uh, yeah, the weekend that they discovered we were there was uh, playing. Uh, we were playing some games with my mom. We were playing a game of Yahtzee, so we named him Yahtzee. Oh, okay. that's the name like of the that. gator, not yeah. Alistair. Or something no, like that. Alistair alligator, yeah. something like that. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, because I definitely want to uh, go see one in the wild. I don't want to go to some there alligator are, park. There are you can go do an alligator. You know uh, where they actually they just have an area that's sort of. <laughs> you know, for viewing, and you they're they're there living naturally. And then what they do is they feed them and 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 sort of get them used to being up close. Yeah, and that that's part of the. I think there's. I don't know if the one in Live and Let Die, the James Bond movie, is in New Orleans or in um, in Florida. Yeah, but. Steve, I did a Bayou tour outside of New Orleans. Yeah, and, and it was that exact thing. And then the guy brought the guy was like the. Traditional Cajun dude, right? Yeah, Casey. Yeah, exactly. On he a brought, fan boat. You know, on a fan boat, he brought um, uh, frozen chicken. Yep, and he would slap the water. Yeah, 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 and it worked. The freaking alligator would swim over, and you'd see the tail on the back. It was fascinating. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming. Uh, shut up already, Casey. I've seen them in captivity, and I've now seen them in the wild, and. There's really no difference. I know, I know, There's I know. Really, not that they're, they're actually very. You're not going to get near them. They, you just you you see it from even further away than you would in the in the. He the wants zoo. to see a herd of them running across the plains. Okay, okay. across the Serengeti, Gal- galloping <laughs> that big dust cloud. Right. Yeah. Everything. yeah. Listen, I, you, you know, know the, the classic paintings of the Indians. You know, out hunting alligators. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, I, listen, I saw a moose and, uh, uh, a mom moose and the calf, the, you know, in the wild. That was cool. I just, prefer- I mean, that's pretty damn good. It was yeah. really, really cool. And, you know, I'm never going to be able to you go see a see lion or a, a moose- tiger. Well, 
in you the, never say uh, never. Well, I, chances are I'm not going to end up in Africa at any time soon, <laughs> but... I can help you see a bear. I just showed Nick this picture of my friend uh, who lives on a farm. I always talk about her. She lives up in um, Upper Black Eddy. It's uh, Upper Bucks County. She just sent me a screenshot from one of their cameras on their property, and there was a huge black bear on the property. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was a big guy. Casey, while we're there, oh, you're not getting your nice. That's right. You're coming back. I was going to say, while you're there, Saturday is kind of an open day. You could go on an Everglades. uh, Yeah, well, I'm coming back on Saturday. So my my daughter's in a play. And uh, I'm flying home after the show on Friday. How about Dad of the Year here? Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's flying back on Friday after the show, going to the the the, the play. Susical the musical on Saturday. Mm-hmm. No, and, on Friday night. Oh, on Friday night, and then coming back on Saturday. Coming back Saturday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and where are you flying into? Orlando. Orlando. I've never been to the Everglades. I really want to get there. The Everglades. (laughs) There are three national parks in uh, southern Florida. I've driven past the Everglades. There's also Biscayne National Park and then uh, Dry Tortugas. Bizarrely enough, I've always wanted to go to Lake Okeechobee. Yeah, it's huge. It's like um, six feet deep, the whole thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm exaggerating. It's probably 12 feet deep at at its deepest. But But not in the six-foot park. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's very shallow the entire lake, yeah. Okay, so there's another place that I want to... And I think it might be... The original Hooters? No. Oh, no, <laughs> that's, in that. Clearwater. that's in Clearwater. No, there's uh, another place that's in Orlando. I think it is like a an underground lake. Do you know what I'm talking uh-uh. about? You, you got to go like through this cave and then you walk down these steps. That's cool. And it's probably the only lake in uh, Florida that I would actually swim in. There are tons of, uh, you know, obviously they have a lot of underground um, rivers, basically, mm-hmm. they have. You know, obviously, they've had a long issue with uh, sinkholes and things like right. that. But there, there, there are there are cave divers that will dive for a mile and a half underground, and it's pretty amazing. We went to when I was a kid in Sarasota. Uh, we took a glass bottom boat trip, but I think it was through freshwater because they had alligator gar and stuff like that. Yeah. What's but, are, there, are there springs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's the name of that? Crystal it's Springs. Famous. Crystal Springs. Yeah. 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 That had to have been. Yeah. Right? When I was gash, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Yes, those uh, those those used to be the classic um, vacations for families. Um, Crystal Springs and and uh, I even Lion about, Country Safari. I've not thought about that in like decades because I was a kid. Well, the Everglades, huh. I I went years ago. It's fa- fantastic, but Preston, I didn't get to do the fan boat, which has always been one of my yeah. uh, dreams to do that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So there's a place near Orlando, Casey, called Blue Springs uh, State Park. Orlando. <laughs> But it's inland, uh, and you can go scuba diving. Oh. What's this now? I can't scuba. It's a state park near Orlando. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Orlando. Orlando. Or. Orlando. You can swim with the manatee. Yeah, they have that there, too. You can? Yes, got, you can. They got manatee research. My wife did. I thought uh, that was, they, uh, they didn't want you to go anywhere no, near the manatees. You can't touch them. Okay. No. Oh. You can have sex with them, but you have no, to wear a condom. No, no, no. you, you, uh, yeah, so you can swim with them. You can't touch them, though. Nick's right. Um, yeah. Okay. What do they call those? What, uh, sea cows? Sea cows. Sea cows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like a dick first. <laughs> What's a dick <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's the Elvis joke. <laughs> Still works. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Well, we, we've got options. So we, we, we're definitely, we're, we're 100%, you know, tied up on Friday in a good way. I mean, this Friday and then Sunday and Monday. But there's that Saturday. It's mm, kind of open. We, we, we'll take suggestions. By the way, you know, again, I was a naysayer initially on the on the, the spring training thing and then go down there. And it's, it's such a Philly oh, vibe. It, there's so many people, obviously, from the area. There are people who are transplants yep. who live down there. And, and to see... That team and to have access to the players that way in that beautiful park is really wonderful. So if it's something that you you were like me and say, I don't know if that's something for me, you need to go do it at least once. I think you will have a great time. And the, and the town itself uh, is is really nice. Yeah, so we'll be yeah. there for uh, St. Patrick's Day, obviously. And where's the the hotel? Is it in Clearwater as well? Or is no. that in, that's in Saras? No. no, Clearwater Beach. Clearwater Beach. Yeah, so, um, and if people don't know and they haven't been there before, Clearwater is a little more inland. It's not exactly uh, in the, it's not a beach town. So uh, you have to, you know, sort of cross over the bay and then get out to Clearwater Beach, and that's where we're going to stay on Thursday night and Friday night, and then Saturday and Sunday we'll be in Orlando. In Orlando. 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 I love you. Dude, I, I, I have, Casey and I have gone, and we've taken a couple of uh, trips. He and yeah. I did. We do two of them, or just one? Uh, we definitely did two. We did yeah, two. Yeah, because one, the weather where, was like. Mm. Which yeah. is the one where you hired the escorts? That was both. Okay. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I've I I wonder. It's so I know it's so very touristy, but I love that area. Uh, and I, I, and I would yeah. I don't know if I see myself as because I'm thinking down the road, way way down the road of like uh, you know becoming a what they call a snowbird. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, spending your You're big Ann Murray fan down that way, and yeah. of course nothing but Ann Murray on the on the uh, <laughs> on the, blue, on the video on the Bluetooth all the time. <laughs> and so you would do that area. Maybe. So, so, so I could see that. You know, it's actually a nice area. There's that, a that, lot to do. That's been built up is Jupiter, not the planet. Oh, Dude, yeah, Jupiter, like Florida. And Jupiter is like the mecca of golf. Right. Yeah. So Jupiter is where it used to be kind of like a no man's land. Burt Reynolds had a big estate there. Yeah. And, I think, um, and Mike Schmidt lives in Jupiter. Yeah. And yeah. now, oh, Nick, yeah. it's shifted. It's gotten very, uh, would you say, gentrified? It's gotten very... Uh, Golf clubs and yeah. all that stuff. Well, they yeah, say that, I think that uh, Schmitter beats uh, the hell out of his wife. Well, he does. Yeah, he's uh, regularly. All the time there, regularly. <laughs> so, <laughs> at golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that, so as far as Jupiter is concerned, girls go to college to gain more knowledge, but boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider, right. if you guys recall. You remember. What was this? Yeah. Uh, it's just a thing that people say. All right. It's, you know, it's I, an old I've been saying. i the hell out of my wife pretty regularly. <laughs> Can we play that in context, please? <laughs> I've been beating the hell out of my wife pretty regularly. At golf, you mean, right? Harry straightens him out at the end of that. All right. Well, anyhow, so there's, uh, obviously we're going to be bringing all this uh, to you live on the air. If you're down there, let us know. Yeah. 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 Especially if you're if you're coming to the ball game uh, or if, if you're going to be at Universal while we're there. We're oh going to be broadcasting. Yeah. We'll have to find out a way to, to see if we can meet up. You know, you guys are all going to, you'll be in Orlando on Saturday, yes. right? Okay. Stay yes. in there Saturday night and Sunday night. And by the way, the ballpark itself uh, on Friday, if you are coming down, does not open until 11. Uh, our show ends around 10.30, 10.45 or whatever. But uh, I know, Casey, you got to split. But uh, the rest of us are going to hang out, see the game, and yeah. we'll be out by Tiki's. We'd by, love to see you. Yeah, by Frenchies in, in left field. So, yeah, please swing by. And, and as I said before, the the fact, part of the extreme aspect of this is the fact that we, we are giving these, we're giving, these trips to give away yes. that are like the full deal, and uh, five of them, Preston. Yes, let me give you the official read on that, Steve. We want to send you to Universal Orlando, or, uh, Orlando Resort, and it uh, starts up Monday, March 20th. 
Listen, weekday mornings at 8 a.m. for the Presidency Photo Hunt Challenge. You get the clue on the air, and then you check out the photo gallery at WMMR.com. If you're the correct number caller in the show, you correctly identify the photo and answer from that morning's clue. Uh, you could win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort uh, with flights provided by Spirit. So you can go to WMMR.com for more information, but we will start giving those away next Monday, one week from today, five trips we're going to give away. Yeah. It is awesome. Uh, by the way, I, I saw this interesting... Did you see it or did you notice it? No, no, no. Well, I did sort of. I could notice this, oh, I guess. Right. Yeah, so I noticed this uh, tip. I just push for the noticer. It, I got what I wanted. It has to do with uh, with flying, with traveling, which yes. we will be doing this week. Uh, and there's a woman. She's uh, They call her New York City fashionista, Sam Dean. She posted a, a clip on TikTok explaining her move to get people to quiet down in hotels and on airplanes. Uh-huh. Does so, she discharge a firearm? No. She said, if you're ever in a hotel, and I've used this on planes as well, where people are next to you and being really loud and rude, uh, and you want to ask them to be, be quiet, but they don't want, but you don't want to be a dick about it. She said, if you say to them, hey, I'm sorry, could you please quiet down? I have to wake up early for a funeral tomorrow. Oh. She said, every time Yours. they immediately feel bad, they will quiet down instantly. Oh my God. I always thought you were going to say, I, I'm, I just put the baby down or something like that or my I'm I'm going to my baby's funeral or something. Oh, oh my yeah, yeah. god. Yeah. Oh. That's right. That's that would be better. <laughs> no, but we I lost just, our child. <laughs> just now when you were making all that noise. Right. Uh no, but the the um I could see that working. Yeah. Have, have you how often have you encountered the rambunctious, overly loud, annoying. I, I, Not I, I don't think I've ever had that. When you guys were in Ireland, I remember because there was like a high school trip from Texas. Oh, right? that was the one. Yeah. Remember that? that yeah. Was, I, rem- I, I wasn't there. That was there. it. The one, the one and only time. Yeah. And, and on a plane, it's very rare. I, I will, on occasion, when I'm looking forward to having a little solitude and just yeah. being in my own head, if I'm traveling alone, uh, to just kind of hanging out and reading or listening to music or whatever it may be, and the person next to you strikes up a conversation, and they're nice. Yeah. But you just don't feel like having a conversation. I've had that a few times, and you, I just give in and talk to them. I mean, what else are you got to do? I'm not going to be an outright jerk to them. I've had a good run of people who are very pleasant and, and uh, enjoyable to talk to. And, you know, I mean, I think everyone, it's funny, the, the vast bulk of people who travel with any degree, or at least mildly courteous, yeah. no if you send a subtle signal, like, um, you know, you slap them. No, yeah. if, you, if you say, you know, they should usually pick up on it and, and yeah. let well, you I have mean, your time. It sucks that you are the one that has to, like, you know, walk up there with your tail between your legs when they're the ones that are being yeah. disruptive. Yeah. Uh, I hear what you're saying, yeah. That's yeah. what a-holes do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do encounter someone who is being a little bit noisy... Uh, if you lean in and tell them, hey, I'm, I'm going you don't to a funeral, mind, yeah. I'm, I'm going to a funeral and uh, I need to get some rest or something along those lines. But if you add the funeral detail. Oh, who died? Was, uh, a friend of mine, J.R. Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy oh. from Dallas. <laughs> he was named uh, after yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, Bizarre the, coincidence. Sam was a big fan also of Larry God. Hagman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're making this up. Yeah. No. Uh, so you can try it. Yeah. You can at least try it. Real quick, can I double back? We have a, a, a listener who lives in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, hey, Rob, good morning. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I talk to you for a minute? Hey, Rob, so you currently reside in Jupiter? 
Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Yeah, I live down here. I moved here a couple of years ago. As the locals would say, I'm probably part of the problem. They <laughs> are not big fans of uh, transplants. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just wanted to say what's up. I texted in and said, you know, living down here, and they said, call in and say hi. So what do you, I started what, what, listening to you guys. started listening to you guys like 15 years ago on my school bus ride into Haverford <laughs> High School. And ever since, man, I'm listening every day on now on uh, – whatever app this is on my phone because obviously I can't listen to the radio. Well, that, that's that's awesome, man. How do, how do you like Jupiter? We were talking about it, and, and a few people that we know, oh. it's 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 really on, the, you know, it's really coming to its own. It's unbelievable. I mean, I grew up going to the Jersey Shore every year, so, you know, I've been in love with the beach my whole life. But, uh, you know, Jupiter's really cool. It still has that small-town vibe, especially in the summertime when there really aren't any snowbirds or, you know, tra- uh, tourists and stuff. Yeah. But the, the locals and the and the representatives and all the politicians down here doing a really good job. I think they're keeping away all the uh, developers and people coming in, like, further south, especially between, like, West Palm and Fort Lauderdale and even north of West Palm. So, so it's, it's, really it's, it's not getting overdeveloped. It's not getting yeah, overdeveloped. Exactly. Right, cool. Yeah, they, they really keep, you know, if you, really, if you go to Jupiter and you look around, you know, other than a couple condos, really the tallest thing is the lighthouse. So, all right, that's really cool. cool. I like that. And yeah. do, you, do you play yeah. golf? Because, like I said, it's the mecca of golf. It, it is. I try, but uh, <laughs> you know, you get a lot of amazing courses down here. Even your crappy thirty-dollar public courses are stunning. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm not a good golfer, but I try my best. I get all out good. every now and then. All right. Well, listen, Rob. We appreciate so, you uh, checking in and sticking with us all this time, man. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, hang on a second here. I have uh, uh, Steve travels for work. He knows the obnoxious traveler uh, very well. Hey, Steve, good morning. Steve, you're on the air, buddy. Speaker in the car, so. Okay, cool. What do you think? Give him a minute. So, essentially, I travel for a living and run into obnoxious people all the time yep. on airplanes. And I found I have a 100% success rate by being 10 times more obnoxious than they are. I try to be polite to people, and I try to listen and be conversational. But if they are obnoxious, I found if I can escalate and be even more obnoxious than them, that they 100% of the time decide never to talk to me again for the rest of them. Wow. <laughs> so you use that methodology. So are you... Absolutely. Uh, do, you have to, do you have to carry on that persona for the rest of the, or the duration of your trip if you're doing that? Uh, not necessarily, because once I've initiated... I become so obnoxious that they just—they don't. You don't—you don't have to carry the act on too long. You—you you just have to come in for the kill, and then once there, it's over. It's over. You don't have to do it again. Exactly. Okay. You know, I, he found the system. That's yeah. the old system in, yeah. in in New York. They used to say years ago, like when in the height of the, the horrific seventies, and. Uh, you you act more crazy than the people you're encountering on the street, and they'll leave you alone. Right. Uh, I don't know if that holds <laughs> the same water now. Okay. Well, I noticed this other thing that has to do with traveling as well, if you guys want. I noticed, you noticed something else that has to do with traveling. Uh, uh, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll be utilizing some uh, ride shares uh, while we're yes. there. We do, we do have rentals, but uh, some of us may splinter off and go from here to there. So... Uh, Uber has unveiled some new product features. 
uh, that aim to make it easier for you to find your ride at the airport should you need one. Y- yes, this is interesting. Um, have you ever have you ever taken an Uber to or from the airport? Yeah, and yeah. you got to you got to play the little find me game, yeah. right? You know, it's not. And, and if you don't know your way around the airport very well, well yeah. you may not know how to indicate. I'm standing at. You know, well, usually yeah. they have a pickup location, but like you need to know where that pickup location is because I've done it before and then had to run like right. <laughs> yeah, across right, the yeah. airport to get to it. Yeah, yeah there was. Well, I can't remember which airport I was at. I don't know if it was Chicago. It couldn't have been, but. I was uh, on the lower level, and like I basically was standing right where the car was. Except, but on they the were wrong level. they were yeah. on the wrong level. I was at that happened when we were in London, and we were at uh, the Tower of London, and we were going to catch an Uber back to our hotel. And so I'm looking at the map on my phone showing me where the car was going to pick us right, up, right, right, and where we were and where we needed to be. And I couldn't figure out where we were. <laughs> and uh, you start walking in a certain direction to see which way the icon is moving. And, yeah. wh- and that's you. And it was all discombobulated. As I went this way, it moved me the other way. And, I, you know, and, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then the next thing you know, it was like a, up on a ramp is where we were supposed to be. Oh, and I'm like, what the? F- I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it can get confusing sometimes. So they're trying to cut back on that. So, yeah, they said they're adding uh, step-by-step instructions in the app to guide people through the airport and get them smoothly, Kathy, from the gate to their Uber pickup location. So Ah. if you don't know your way through the airport... You know, you've arrived at a destination that you've never mm-hmm. been to before. Go over there. Yeah, it's like no, that. over there. Uh, the new no, in- over there. <laughs> are you stupid? Over there. Uh, the new instructions, which are available at over 30 airports around the world uh, to start, uh, feature photos that display what you will be seeing in the airport as you navigate to your ride. Look for this guy. <laughs> uh, in a bit. Wow. In addition, <laughs> they'll give you instructions. Uh-huh. Uh, in addition to helping riders and drivers, you have all those different bands do it, right? Find each other at the right place. The update also aims to reduce uh, traffic congestion and idle time uh, for drivers at the curb. While in the airport, try some patch chili dogs. Oh my god. <laughs> Some of the U.S. sports, or I'm sorry, airports, uh, where this feature will be available include all three of New York City's main, so it's uh, Kennedy, LaGuardia, and uh, Newark Liberty, as well as Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, uh, Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson, and Miami International Airport. Philadelphia is, is, a, is, a, is a pretty um, even keel sort of um, airport to negotiate. Uh, there are some that are a lot more um, yes. uh, maze-like, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. Ha- I, I don't. Uh, people who come in from out of town who are not familiar. They they, they pick it up pretty quickly. Of all, yeah. you know, there, there's obviously there's complaints that could be made about the airport, but I think they overall they, they it's it's run pretty well. It's laid out pretty easily. The one thing I don't like about the layout, Steve, and I, I agree with you, but like there's two A terminals. Yes. Yeah. Why why not just uh, reorder yeah. them? Because it's A. No, there's like A East and A West, but there's no B East and B West. I I think our airport is laid out uh, simple. Um, It just doesn't look very appealing on the inside. You know what I mean? It just it needs an upgrade big time. Well, like with carpets and things like. Aesthetically, it needs an update. Terminal B and C. 
Yeah. They've had upgrades, yeah. too. Yeah, and you can... Uh... Actually, A's not that bad, either. Like, well, the, the international... Inter- the international yes. one is yeah. actually... I was, I was going to say, that's not bad. Yeah, if you go to Terminal F, um, it's like you're in a 1970s library. You know, like, it's just... <laughs> See, I like Terminal F. Yeah. Yeah, I fly out of there a decent amount. I like that one. They have, uh, they have decent <laughs> restaurants and stuff. So, I... Uh... I sometimes I park in Terminal Left because it's kind of the only place you can find parking. Yeah, there's a lot less traffic over that way too, which is great. And so I was in on the People Mover, and I had noticed that. So they have this like little turf area, so when people bring their dogs, yes. you can have your dog go to the bathroom. But you use and, it? No, but oh. dude, there was like a full-on pile of crap. What? And, it? Uh, yes. Wow. So much so, I was like, "Is that real?" Or is it? It tasted. <laughs> it, it tasted real. It did. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, that is that's, yeah, yeah, that's Alpo. Yeah, yeah, I definitely know that. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Maybe clean that up. Yes, what? I would think that you, as a dog owner, would have a little baggie on you and could scoop that up and throw it in a trash. What they should allow you to do is put the turds on one end of the people mover, mm-hmm. and that there's someone at the other end with like Who a catches mitt. <laughs> Better up. Yeah. I have never seen this. I, Casey, of the times I've seen this sort of layout, I've never seen uh, dog crap. Nah. I, yeah. I always assumed it was a peeing facility. No, and so uh, I saw a, a pile of it. And, you know, so I guess when dogs smell, oh, okay, this is where I'm supposed to go to the bathroom. Oh, well, maybe that's sort of like a starter. They also yeah. have a uh, over by the food court between B and C. Uh, they have one of those? No, they've oh. got a nursing station. Yeah. Uh, like a little pod. So nurses can piss? No. Oh. It's so that women who oh, are yes, yes. Feeding, breastfeeding, breastfeeding. Yeah. They can uh, go number three. Yeah. They can go number three. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and then they have a place specifically for nurses to piss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's a little tract of land with yep. a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. Have any of you guys gotten massages at the airport? Oh, yeah. 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 Casey, oh, yeah. Really? he and I are traveling together. And he will look at the clock. He's like, I got time to get a foot massage. All right, wait. Yep. Uh, massages, um, uh, peanut M&M's? Yep. Or Twizzlers? And, Twizzlers. And, and Twizzlers. Twizzlers, all right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what Casey's, those are his three requirements. So what I found is that the Philadelphia International Airport these days didn't have, uh, the last time we went to spring training, they didn't have Twizzlers like anywhere. There's like <laughs> one, like the Hudson News for some reason just didn't carry Twizzlers. <laughs> so now I buy Twizzlers and peanut M&M's before I even go to the okay. airport. So you know what I do, what I search for uh-huh. when I'm at the airport. So you go on a little hunting trip for your Twizzlers. Yeah. I look for uh, Golf Digest or Golf Magazine because the main, the big, the, the big newsstands, they don't have them. All right. They don't keep, they got, they got 15 uh, magazines about guns if you yeah. want those. <laughs> right. On a, and you're getting on a plane. And, yeah, I know. Yeah. You're getting on a plane. I mean, Bob, Bob Magazine. <laughs> guns and ammo and all that stuff. They have loads of those. Terrorist International. You Bob have, Magazine. I, and, and where I usually end up finding the golf magazines are at the, the little mini convenience stores but on, like, the lower down by the floor rack that goes around where the... Uh, yeah. Down there by the hustlers. Or down yeah. where, where the uh, uh, where the, uh, the cashier is. And I go, I, I, I tell you, I can't, last couple times I've gotten there early and I've spent a good 40 minutes just walking around the airport looking for a golf magazine. <laughs> so now you know. And now I know. Yeah. Hudson yeah. News. Need to get them ahead of time. With the with so many magazines and stuff just going away, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. W- they still do business. They still do business. You know what I do appreciate about, and, and I, uh, I've, I've, I've traveled around the world. <laughs> From <laughs> London to the Bay. But as the places I've gone to, I find some of the absolute best 
uh, shirts and and memorabilia and things like that for the city that you're in are at the airport. I yeah. agree with you. Some of the coolest sports shirts and city related shirts I think are at the airport that you go to. Uh, and Philly's no exception. There's some really cool ones. That I got I've a great Statue that. of Liberty that said Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean uh, the the shirts. They're they're usually yeah. Cool. I think they even have a Mitchell and Nestor in the uh, in the airport. Do they? Yeah. Well, well that's they, quality they, stuff. They, yeah. They have uh, that one little terminal. In, I think in between B and C, they have a lot of like high end stores. Um, years ago, it was several years ago. I was at the, the at Philly International, and uh, there was a it's always sunny in Philadelphia shirt. <laughs> I took a picture of it. I sent it to Rob yeah. McElhenney. I'm like, look what you guys have become. I'm like, you're the, you're now the uh, the souvenir item to buy yes. at the airport. I picked this up and for you. He said something like, you know, and I never got my money for it or something along those lines. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was pretty impressive. And it was at the time that they had been, you know, the show had been around for a few right. years. But it was starting to make its way into yep. real pop culture greatness. So, all right, well, anyhow, uh, the Florida trip is on Friday, and uh, we're going we're leaving to... leaving on Thursday. We're, yeah, we're leaving on Thursday. Thank you, Mr. Announcer. <laughs> and we're going to both Clearwater and... Orlando! Orlando! Are we flying into Orlando on we Thursday? We are. Yeah. We're yeah. flying into... The reason we're flying into Orlando is because when we were planning this trip, the airline prices to fly into Tampa were astronomical. I think they were like two grand a piece. Twenty six hundred. Twenty six hundred for the flights that we wanted for direct to and from. I have to assume that's because spring break, spring training, and St. Patrick's spring rolls and spring rolls, which they include when your flight spring 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 salad. (laughs) It's the first spring training in uh, over three years. Because it got canceled in 2020, Huge. and and so, and then there was the lockout last year, so there's a lot of demand for people going to spring training this well, year. St. Patrick's of, Day. You're, you're coming off last season. Exactly, yeah. So a lot of people are excited to go into in and out of Tampa, but um, we chose Orlando. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's the deal. We're, it's a two-hour drive. Robin Sander will be there. So we're going <laughs> to... We're flying into Orlando. Uh, yeah, Orlando! And then, we're, and then we are renting cars, and we are driving... Uh, to Clearwater. About a far, so, how far is that? About about uh, two hours. Two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, roughly so if you two hours. We were, not horrible. If yeah. you thought we were privileged, we're not really. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> and we get to take a two-hour drive with everybody. You know, it's not bad. No, nah, it's yeah. not too nah, bad. I've done it. I've done the drive there I, and back. The One thing time, is, is that you, do you play the game that I play, Preston? Was you, you count the amount of uh, alligators that you see naturally? Of course, yeah. along the way. There's so many of them. Now, we, we were in Orlando one time. My mom had to have emergency gallbladder surgery, so yeah. we drove to St. Pete and, and, and then back in one day. Yeah. And it wasn't that bad. And this is how obsessed I am with alligators, Steve. I literally, as we're flying in, I see, I'm, I look to see if I can even see them as we're landing and taking off from the plane. Right. Like, I'm like, oh, that looks well, like that could be an alligator swimming. And we did one time. We saw them on the banks at Tampa Airport. Yes. Or, or no, it was Orlando. Orlando. I'm sorry. Orlando. <laughs> and I pointed it out to Casey, and he said it didn't count. It, doesn't count. it didn't count. It doesn't wow. count. I mean, it... No, it doesn't count because I because you were inside a train at I the time. Technically, saw so, so you know that uh, that train goes around Disney World and around, uh, yeah, like yeah. The, the Magic Kingdom that had that cool little train. I saw one that was like in this like canal area, and it was like maybe like that big. Was that like three feet or something like that? Doesn't count. That doesn't count. Well, you don't count. Yeah. 
Do you want to be able to throw rocks at it? Or is that no. You, you wanna... No, I'm not saying oh, he will, but yeah. to be close enough to where you could throw a rock at it. If yeah. You to. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I got good aim. I know you don't. I mean, don't yeah. throw rocks at the alley. You don't no, want no, to throw no, rocks. no, no. I would throw it right next to it. Throw <laughs> Philadelphia pretzels and yeah. maybe a good uh, emissary. All right. Uh, that's all I noticed uh, in the uh, Florida news this morning on the President of Steve Florida Show. Gazette. So we're on the, the way. is noticing that we're on the way. We're flying out on Thursday. And you'll benefit from it. Trust us. That's right. Right in the following week. Yeah. And if you're going to be there, make sure you uh, make sure you come by and visit oh, we'd us love to see at you. the ball game. Yes. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Some Bizarre File Stories. I promise those are up next. Stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. the air every Wednesday at 630 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Alright, let's do the B-File thing. Bizarre. WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it is brought to you this morning by Family and Company Jewelers. Planning on getting engaged? We'll go see Angelo and the team at Family and Company Jewelers. And you can get her the perfect engagement ring, a ring from Family and Company South Jersey's Diamond Destination. All right, it is a messed up story, man. A podcaster and her husband were shot and killed in their Redmond, Washington home after a suspected stalker, a fan of the podcast, broke into the house 1.45 a.m. on Friday. Wow. Uh, And that was a fan. You're going to have to uh, bear with me on the name. The stalking suspect, 38-year-old Raman Rhoda Karam Karam Rezai, I think is how you say his name. So, Koda Karam Rezai uh, was also found dead in the house. Wow. And police responded to a report of a shooting and found three people dead in the house after the mother of the female victim had escaped the home and called police from a neighbor's house. Upon arrival, officers found a man who lived in the house lying on the ground in the front yard with a gunshot wound to the chest. Uh, They attempted to perform life-saving measures, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. Inside the home, the officers found the body of the suspect, I'll call him that. It's just a very yeah, lengthy yeah. name. And the man's wife, who was allegedly being stalked by the suspect in the primary bedroom, the suspect had died from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, and he had broken into the house through the mother's bedroom window. The suspect had an altercation with the mother before she was able to escape to a neighbor's house. Uh, police were familiar with the victim and residents as there was an ongoing stalking investigation. Uh, the suspect had reportedly listened to the female victim's podcast, began communicating with her. The victim and suspect became friends, but when things escalated, she filed a no-contact order against him. Uh, the woman and the man first met on a social app called Clubhouse, and in one police report, she complained of more than 100 contacts from him in one day. What kind of podcast were they doing? I, you know what? I don't know, Steve. Uh, in the protective order, she had said uh, that uh, the suspect had said many times that nothing short of his own death would make him leave me alone, she said. Uh-huh. Uh, police were in the process of trying to find him. He was a long-haul truck, uh, long truck driver 
uh, believed to have been from Texas, and arrested him to serve a petition for a protection order. Uh, it was difficult to pinpoint his location because his employment kept him moving between right, states. Right, yeah. That's a nightmare. Uh, the police chief noted the family had taken steps to protect themselves, but they called this the absolute worst Jeez. outcome. But that is terrifying. All right, uh, West Ham Soccer Club in the U.K. have banned a group of supporters involved in a viral video of a man snorting a white powder off of another man's bald head during a game at the South Lo- at the London Stadium. We should do that. Uh, the footage, which appeared on social media earlier this week, shows a fan sprinkling an unknown white substance onto the head of someone sitting in the row in front of him. Between lines of a bald head. Before another man uh, steps forward, inhales the powder up his nose with a rolled up 20-pound note. And uh, shouts of, way, go on, son, and irons can be heard uh, during the short clip, so I don't know. These are way go of... on, son, and irons. Yes, and uh, way go on, son, irons, which have since been condemned by West Ham, who confirmed on Friday that they had launched an investigation into the matter. Uh, they said, pending our own club investigation, this could lead to the offenders being banned indefinitely. There's no place for this kind of behavior. And then West Ham returned to action last night with a comfortable two nil win over AEK Lar- uh, Larnaca. Yeah. Uh, Horrific footage shows the exact moment that a husband threw his wife off of a ferry. Oh, man. As fellow passengers looked on in shock. The ferry was sailing through the Sunda Strait in Indonesia when a man on board, hearing whispers, suddenly picked up his wife as she was packing her bag and carried her to the edge. Did he think the whispers were telling him to throw her overboard? Yeah, yeah. So fortunately, the man was able to, or the woman was able to cling to the vessel and avoid falling into the water below as passengers rushed to her aid. Uh, the 42nd clip shows a man lurking nearby before attempting the awful act. Picking up his wife in his arms, he casually walks to the barrier and threw her over. Uh, the woman was saved after clinging to the barrier and getting help from people nearby while her husband watched on. Uh, the man is reported to have been going through severe emotional problems Jeez. and heard whispers that told him to try and commit the act. I local, said get her an overcoat. Uh, local reports indicate the incident is still being handled by the police. Uh, so we'll see if he ends up uh, doing any time because of that. I would be uh, inclined to not travel with him at that point. Uh, yes, it yeah. might be a good idea to avoid travel with this man. Especially or on the Right. Yeah, with the guy who's hearing voices. A suspect has been taken into custody after driving a car onto the tarmac of an airport in Wilmington, North Carolina, Thursday night, and then crashing the vehicle inside the terminal itself. It was a test drive. The car <laughs> breached a fence at Wilmington International Airport and then drove onto the tarmac. When the uh, suspect started to drive off the tarmac, he was engaged by deputies and ultimately ended up inside the terminal after crashing through doors and windows. So you're there waiting waiting for your plane, (laughs) and someone drives through windows and into the airport itself. (laughs) Photos from the scene show the car sitting inside the terminal with significant front-end damage and broken glass strewn across the floor. No one was hurt during the Do you have a Cinnabon? Uh, The male driver... Uh, whose name was not immediately released, was detained and will face multiple state and federal charges from the incident. All right, and then we'll do one more story and end with this one. A man who attempted in Scotland, by the way, uh, to rob a teenager at knife point was unaware it was his own son he was trying to rob. Man! The the 45-year-old pounced on an ATM in Glasgow... 
The 17-year-old victim had used a cash machine uh, close to his home to withdraw some money. He said he saw a hooded man dressed in dark clothing with a snud over his face snud. lurking nearby. I don't know what a snud is. Uh, it's and, a fake elephant trunk. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> That guy looks kind of strange. The guy is just like an elephant? He's got a snood. That's a snood. Uh, the prosecutor told the court... Oh, at, look down. He has a snock. As he put his card in his pocket, he took the cash from the machine. He turned left and felt something against the left side of his face. He was pinned up against a wall by the neck. The boy felt a large kitchen knife pressed to his face. The accused said, give, uh, give me it, give me it now. <laughs> the victim instantly identified his dad from his voice and eyes. The stunned boy... Told you not to wear the snood. ...said, are you serious? Do you know who this is? And the attacker replied, I don't give an F who it is. Wow. Uh, the victim pulled down the snood, revealing his dad's face and said, what are you doing? The man responded, I'm sorry, I'm desperate. Uh, his son fled the scene and told his grandmother of the ordeal before police were alerted. Uh, the robber was later arrested at his home and initially denied being the culprit. That idiot. Uh, but he later said, I didn't know that it was him at the cash Because machine. of the snud, we yeah. heard. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I didn't know it was him at the cash machine. I done it. I will do it. I will do the time for it. No, you did it. Uh, yeah, I did not. I done it. I seen it. What the hell's wrong with you? Snad snood. Uh, he pled guilty to charge of attempting to rob the victim. The man also admitted possession of a knife in public in a public place. Uh, and the jail, uh, the dad was jailed for 26 months. So they, they stuck him pretty good with that. No snuds allowed in no jail. No snuds. Oh, all right. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. What is a snood, Nick? It's just like a headgear thing. It's like a hood, but a little bit thicker and usually worn by women. Okay. And uh, Oh, there's a snood present. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So he had the snood up over his face. I yeah. Guess. Yes. Right. Boys in the snood. It's like a snond- <laughs> like a snondum. Exactly. All right. We're going to take another break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get the uh, trash and music news, uh, lesson questions. Well, I have a really... Really strange story about Eddie Van Halen. I think you guys are really? going to enjoy it. Yeah, we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Getting rid of pests is not a do-it-yourself project. So call the 75-year professionals at Dodson Pest Control first. Visit DodsonBROS.com to find an office near you. Dodson, the pest professionals you trust. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have something to give to you if you have been listening all morning long and have paid attention. We have our lesson question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see uh, cats on Friday at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. My wife's going tonight. Oh, well, this show is for Friday, so uh, we'll give away those tickets. And, yeah, it's going on uh, tomorrow night. See, yeah, tomorrow through Saturday. Uh, the question I have for you is this. Which biblical figure called in this morning to talk about time shifts and the history of the second? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR, all right? Which biblical figure called in this morning to talk about time shifts and the history of the second? 
215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And while you're calling, we're going to get the trash. And it's brought to you by uh, Trust Dilling for Service. That second to none. Oh, it's Dilling HVAC. That's there you on. go. Trust Dilling for Service. That second to none. A free heater tune-up or 10% off water heaters. And you can ask about their 0% financing offer. Schedule a Dilling HV... Or schedule, sorry, at dillinghvac.com a higher degree of trust and dependability. What's going on this morning Steve? Well 64 year old Madonna confirming she's dating a 28 year old boxer named Josh Popper ironically both Popper and Madonna use the same cut men for their bloated eyes. Hey! Tiger Woods firing back at his ex-girlfriend Erica Hermans claims that they had an oral agreement allowing her to live in his house Woods says Herman could have had an agreement if there had been more oral. Mm. Oh, my God. And finally, former Boy Meets World turned porn star Maitland Ward says the adult film industry awards are far superior to the Academy Awards because the Oscar voters are completely out of touch. Not only that, Ward says the adult film awards has the only in-memoriam section you can jack it to. Uh, we're going to look for an answer to this. Which biblical figure called in this morning to talk about time shifts and the history of the second? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Joe, see if he knows. Hey, Joe. Morning, bud. Hey, good morning, everybody. All right, so which biblical figure called in this morning? Was that Jesus? It was yeah. Jesus, yes. Christ called this morning to talk about the history of the second. And hang on, Joe. We're going to set you up, bud. You got some tickets to go see Cats on Friday at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And Cats is at the Kimmel Cultural Campus Tuesday through Sunday. And uh, tickets and information available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. All right, Muse News. Here we go. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. What for? I right, brought to you this morning by 5-Hour Energy. Replace your afternoon coffee with a 5-Hour Energy. It's perfect when you're feeling coffeeed out and your stomach will thank you. Discover 5-Hour Energy. Learn more at 5-HourEnergy.com. Gene Simmons says that he'd love for Kiss to do a Las Vegas residency again. Uh, the band's residency at Zappos Theater, scheduled for December of 2021 to February 2022 was called off. And during an interview with the Las Vegas Review Journal, he said, I actually don't know because we have been so inundated by people wanting to see us wherever we go. I mean, every guy who ever washed my dog or did my dry cleaning is hitting me up for tickets for his entire family three generations back. And then he says, Vegas? I don't know. It would be nice to do a Vegas residency. But I don't know any of these things, he said. I'd love to see Jeff Dunham. Yeah, maybe he would love to get out and see Jeff Dunham. But he's not sure. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the uh, they were all set to do that, and then it got canceled? Or what was the story? Might have been COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might have been it. So, yeah. uh, The Rolling Stones are being sued by a songwriter for their 2020 single called Living in a Ghost Town. Ooh. Uh, according to Billboard, Sergio Garcia... Not the professional golfer. Guy who performs under the name uh, Angel Slang. 
has claimed that the Stones track was based on So Sorry and Seed of God, which he wrote in 2006 and 2007, respectively. Uh, the suit said that Jagger and Richards had misappropriated many of the recognizable and key protected elements from the older songs. You're a, f- a liar. Adding that those elements, including vocal melodies, chord progression, the drum beat patterns, the harmonica parts, the electric bass lines, uh, the tempos, and other key signatures from So Sorry and the harmonic and chord progression and melody from Seed of God. Is that liar, it? Liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. Garcia wow. claimed that he had given a demo CD to an immediate family member of Jagger. Yeah. And that's how the band gained access to the music. Uh, the immediate family member confirmed receipt to the plaintiff via email and expressed that the musical works of the plaintiff and its style was a sound the Rolling Stones would be interested in using. So there, that, that's what this guy's claiming. We'll see if it goes anywhere. Eric Clapton will perform a pair of tribute concerts in memory of the great Jeff Beck. And that will be at Royal Albert Hall in London, May 22nd and 23rd. Eric! Uh, Rod Stewart. That's pretty uh, amazing. Yeah. Rod Stewart, Billy Gibbons, uh, Johnny Depp, and former Allman Brothers member Derek Trucks are among the already confirmed guests. And Mike Lookenland. Oh, Billy. Mike Lookenland from uh, the Brady Bunch? Yeah. He was Peter, actually, wasn't he? No, no, no he was Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, come on now. I'm sorry. Not, not uh, Christopher Peter. Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a whore, Peter. <laughs> Anybody else? Do we have a Greg in there anywhere? Yes. Oh, we could. Yes, yes, Greg. Yeah, we should have that. All right, Clapton and Beck were both members of Yardbirds, although they were uh, both on the album having a rave up. Uh, they were never in the band at the same time. Clapton left in 1965, and then Beck joined shortly after that. Uh, Jeff Beck died in January after contracting bacterial meningitis. Yeah. Remember, he was 78 years old. Uh, the shows were announced in conjunction with Beck's widow, Sandra. Additional details to follow soon. Oh. All right. On, fr- on Friday, uh, I was talking to uh, Zach, our imaging director here yes. at uh, WMMR, and he uh, showed me this article with this story. And I was like, you got to send it to me. And so it was from Metal Hammer. And in one of the weirder stories in rock history, Eddie Vedder once jammed with Limp Biscuit frontman Fred Durst, and it took a bizarre turn because following the session, uh, Eddie apparently returned to Durst's house in a tank with a gun in hand to pick up some equipment that he left behind. Wait, Eddie Vedder or Van Halen? I'm sorry, Ed Van Halen. Okay. Where, where did I say Vedder? Said Eddie Vedder. Yeah. All right, Eddie Van Halen. It did not sound very Eddie Vedder-ish. Yes. So, <laughs> according to details in the photo book called Eruption in the Canyon, 212 Days and Nights with the Genius of Eddie Van Halen uh, by Andrew Bennett, uh, the altercation took place. Come outside, I have a tank. Uh, following guitarist Wes Borland's departure from Limp Biscuit in 2001. Uh, in the search for a replacement, uh, the new metal band held auditions, but were shortly distracted by the prospect of jamming with a guitar legend, the one and only Eddie Van Halen. Durst reportedly met Ed at a party. Uh. Uh, during which uh, a record label executive suggested that they team up together. Uh, the Limp Bizkit vocalist was thrilled by the idea and said that would be hilarious, the greatest guitar player ever plays with the worst band ever. In response, Van Halen said, F it, let's just jam. So the pair met up at Durst House in Beverly Hills. It began jamming, and although Ed soon found himself disappointed and described the experience as like, quote, being a scholar amongst kindergartners. Uh-huh. 
Apparently, the session soon turned into a drug-oriented escapade as the band started to smoke weed. And as Ed wasn't a fan of the drug, uh, he shortly left the jam and accidentally left his equipment, such as guitars, amps, and so on, behind him. And the next day, he tried to contact Durst to retrieve his belongings, but he was ignored, which he found upsetting. After waiting another 24 hours, he decided to fetch his gear himself uh, with added precautions to make sure that he wouldn't leave empty-handed. In his book, Bennett writes, Eddie once bought an assault vehicle from a military auction. (laughs) It had a shine gun mount on the back, and it is not legal. Eddie drove that assault vehicle through L.A. into Beverly Hills and then parked it and left it running on the front lawn of the house Limp Biscuit was rehearsing in. said he got out wearing no shirt, his hair and a samurai bun on top of his head, his jeans held up with a strand of rope and combat boots, held together by duct tape, and he had a gun in his hand. <laughs> retelling, that sends a message. Retelling the moment from Van Halen's perspective, he said, that a-hole answered the door. This is what Eddie said. Yeah. That a-hole answered the door. I put my gun to his stupid effing red hat of his. Oh. And I said, where's my S, mother effer? Wow. That effing guy just turned to one of his uh, employees and started yelling at him to grab my stuff. Uh, Eddie stood on the front lawn of a residential home in Beverly Hills in broad daylight, smoking a cigarette, holding a gun on Fred Durst (laughs) as he went back and forth from the house to the assault vehicle, lugging amps and guitars. That's incredible. (laughs) And so that was the story of Eddie Van Halen. He got it back. And Fred Durst. Yep. All right. And that is what I have. And music news for you. All right, we will break and come back in a second, and we'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week prize. Tell you all about that, and hand it over to Pierre. Stay with us; won't be gone long. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. Nickelback. Metallica. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We are wrapping up our program for the day. A Monday in the books. First one after the time change. Always a bit of a struggle. And I I think the next couple days are going to be a little harder uh, as far as adjusting for all of us. But uh, we're all coping, doing our thing. Do you think they'll ever upscale it and have us jump ahead a month? Ooh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm open. Yeah. Yeah. To listening to that. And seeing how that would affect things. Yeah. So all of a sudden. Fall back a month. Yeah. And March spring becomes ahead of April. Month. Yeah. We could maybe make some adjustments here and there. But uh, we thank you for your calls. No guests today. You were the guest. We appreciate all your input and your support. Wonderful. Uh, we need to have a letter of the day for our new Word of the Week prize and the man who we rely on. It just doesn't happen. Unless he makes it in here, and he is indeed here, Pierre Robert. Well, it still happens, even if I don't make it in here. Well, we're just hey, trying to really... You're, you it. are the our muse. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Muse, bring it to America. <laughs> uh, I'm reading your shirt. Uh, move a little bit this way, if you wouldn't mind. Traveling 33 RPMs in an iPod world. And even an iPod is now... And now the shirt is outdated. <laughs> yeah. Listening to my iPod in a streaming world. Um <laughs> The Muse, Bring It to America, which uh, uh, is from this uh, colorful drunkard I met at the, the Muse show a couple of tours ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, he he goes, yeah, I was interviewing people, and he goes, Muse, Bring It to America. I go, what? That's right. And uh, yeah. he, it went back and forth several times, and then I tried to get him to recite a little piece of the Gettysburg Address. 
Um, but um, couldn't quite do it. He, he had a little trouble yeah, with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> Is that anyway, a new song? Yeah. I was at a uh, over the weekend. I was at a record shop. Uh, it was packed. Really, just I packed. Love that. People are buying vinyl like crazy. But I don't buy vinyl. I do have a um, I do have a turntable, and we have records. But I don't actively go out and, and buy vinyl. But like new records, yes. You know how much they cost? Like sixteen, seventeen bucks? Oh no, no, no. Like fifty dollars. Are you what? kidding me? Really? Are no. you kidding me? Kidding no. you or not? Like uh, the new ones I saw were. Yeah. Wow. In fact, like the Hamilton, which is a longer one, uh, that was a hundred dollars. Oh, Hamilton the musical. So a regular, like a regular release, like from uh, Jack White or something, is going to come in around. I was looking at uh, more classic albums. Okay. Uh, but they were they were new. They were shrink wrap and everything. But they wow. were like they were forty fifty bucks. Well, now it, maybe if they were the uh, remastered on the hundred and eighty gram vinyl, which is thicker and uh, a theoretically a cleaner, um, a, a theoretically a cleaner sound. I don't know. It's, it's possible. And by the way, yeah, I saw this story this nor- this morning. Yeah, vinyl record sales just surpassed CDs for the first time in thirty five years. It's pretty I wild. love it. I mean, so CDs have become antiquated. Yes. And uh, vinyl has become uh, a re-interest in collections. Retro chic. Yeah, retro chic is a good way to do it. I don't know. I'd have to look and see what average. Nick, can you do a quick search and see what average, you know, vinyl records cost these days? Because maybe I just picked up one or two two that was uh, more expensive than the others. I don't know. Um, So vehicles used to come back in the day with eight tracks. Uh, machines in them. Then they went uh, cars. I'm talking about with uh, then with uh, cassette uh, players. Then with CD players. Now you can't get a car with a CD player. You have to have a flash drive, uh, which I call a car key. And um, so uh, I just learned that they're now putting record players back in cars. They're putting the record players back. Record yeah. players. You would think that yeah. they would skip, wow. but they don't. Okay. Yeah, in the Pierre vehicle yeah. that's about to roll off the assembly line. All right, we're looking at some prices. Like Queen's Greatest Hits, $35. Fleetwood Mac, I assume this rumors, is like $22. Okay, so that's more more in the, the neighborhood. So the, do, do you remember in the, in the days when you were actively buying records, Preston, occasionally they would have the cut bin, yeah. so they would cut a little bit out of the jacket, yeah. right. and you would get it on a discount? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'd get that stuff. I'd absolutely. Like, yeah. Well, Did- we used to get uh, complimentary records uh, from uh, the record companies, and um, some of the record um, local promoters would go sell those. Oh, one, yeah. of, one of the local record reps, in, back in the day, every label had a rep. And so on Mondays, often, we would get a visit from no less than seven different companies, Atlantic, RCA, Columbia, each coming in with a stack of records. And uh, they said, this is the best ever. And they talked to the music, this is the best ever. And this is the best ever. Then they come back the next week and that record wouldn't be in the stack. I go, what happened to that one? Uh, we don't care about that anymore. Yeah, this yeah. is the best ever. We've moved on. We need, we need you to add this. And um, that's what they call it when the station takes on a new song. And they call it adding a record at a mm-hmm. station. And it used to give brownie points to the record reps if they could oh, yeah. get ads. That's what they. That's all they went after were ads. Right. Yeah. But they would give. They had these cut records, and and a lot of them were promotional free. And they would kill. One guy had a stack of them in his trunk. I he shall remain <laughs> nameless, uh, but he's quite a character, and he would sell them on a regular basis. Yeah. Sure, why not? There you go. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we do need to get a letter if yes. you are prepared, sir. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. 
Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter R as in record. Perfect. And we got five to go all together. Uh, we have a Pizik round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. And Landis Block, you can start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisBC.com. So we'll give that away on Friday while we're in Clearwater, by the way. Uh, what's happening on the show today, Pierre? Uh, we have tickets for government music. Away today we have uh, um, workforce blocks of the Killers and the Cars and REM. It's going to be a fun noon to one thirty uh, time with us today. All right, please spend some time with Pierre. I'm going to thank please. our sponsors. <laughs> President Steve Show is brought please. to you today by Duncan. Uh, the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Ad Moyer, professional source for decks, windows, doors, millwork, and more. Admoyer.com and by Sequoia Outback. Making backyards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley for over 25 years. DeckSupplies.com. Tomorrow on our program, a Tuesday, we'll give away a free tattoo, Tattoosday. And, very excited for this, Mr. Mark Maron will be yes. joining us for a Zoom chat. Should be pretty He's cool. great. Yep, that's it. We're done. Ray, John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday.